This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. On JList.com right now, you can still get in there for their July snack boxes. They're still available. You can go to JList.com forward slash box and get these July snack boxes. Get a box full of hand-picked deliciousness right from Japan and get a taste of Japanese culture. Traditional treats, trendy snacks, even convenience store exclusives are all available in these boxes. They have delightful things like Tohato Caramel Corn, Cream Melon Soda Flavor, Lote Da Cavita Tablets, Crazy Salt Biscuit, Nuts, Bon Candy Classic Pack, Glico Cream Colon. Mmm. I love cream colon. And Nedu 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 Ne Ramune flavored candies and so much more. So head over to jlist.com forward slash box and you'll be eating candies just like a Japanese person while you watch your favorite anime, The Match Made in Heaven. And now, time to start the podcast. It is directed by Asai Yoshiyuki, who, okay. who also directed Charlotte and has done. A show that was terrible. Yes. Okay, got it. Uh, oh my God. <sighs> He was an episode director on Captain Earth. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's one of your least favorite shows ever. Holy jeez. Oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, my God. What have you done? Captain Earth, though, I think still is my lowest rated show. You're scarred my... forever. Yeah. You'll never recover. Holy balls. Why bother trying? It's over. But this show is going to be better. Get a therapist. Because this show is called Fate Apocrypha. Do you have, pay- do you have PTSD? <laughs> I feel like I do. Are you, are you having? Is that like? Is 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 Captain Earth one of your triggers? Are you having an anxiety attack right now? <laughs> yeah, I can't. Do you, do you want me to hold your hand? The walls are closing in. I can't breathe. I right, ground yourself. <laughs> Look at something in the room. 皆さんこんにちは。アニメアディクツアノニマスのライブブロードキャストを聞いていただきます。You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Ah, yes. Welcome to the 377th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. There's nothing like that new episode we really, smell. We really mm-hmm. got to shorten the name of the podcast because that's a mouthful. I don't think. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Wherever you're listening from. late to change it. Whether you're at your office, at work, shopping for groceries, running, fighting sweat, crime, whatever it is. Committing crime. Committing crimes, you know babysitting, I don't know. Welcome to the podcast. We're really glad to have you. And I am glad to be joined by two of my favorite best buddies in the world. I have to my right, still not rocking quite a pompadour, Never. wearing a reddish purple shirt. His name's Cosmo and he's looking swole. What's up? Swole? Are you calling me fat? How dare you? I said swole. Bienvenido, everybody. Mm. And it is kind of a maroonish shirt. Okay. Right. Yeah, so there you go. And to the left, we have the ever blonde, very long haired, Flaxen wearing a green shirt with red polka dots, very Christmas Ooh. colors, and wearing yoga pants, even though she didn't do yoga today. It's Chiaki. Yoga is a state of mind. Namaste. Mm. And of course, there's me looking as bald as ever. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am also glad to be here. The bald and the beautiful. We have a good show for you guys today. This is These are my favorite shows of the year. We're doing our summer 2017 anime selections today. And we're also going to be doing our 
review on Fune Oamu. So also called the Great Passage. The Great Passage. These are my favorite episodes where when we run down our selections for a new season. So you'll get to see the anime that we're going to be doing reviews on and impressions in the, in the coming months. But if you would like to become an anime addict yourself, you can go to aaapodcast.com forward slash join, which will let you get access to a lot of exclusive content that we provide for you every week. We do our hobby addicts. We just recorded a hobby addicts prior to this about how to give a great interview and how to nail that job that you wanted to, always wanted to have. Um, we've been through college and graduate school classes on career building and how to give good interviews and how to prep for an interview. Cosmo's got a big interview coming up mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Many of you probably, probably have interviews coming up in the next year as well. And so you might want to tune in for that. We also have our hentai episodes. We are going to be doing a hentai episode after this podcast. And as a teaser, I will tell you that recently in Japan, a porn star drowned. And you'll find out more about that later on. A crazy In story. In what? You'll, you'll find uh, out. You'll find out later. A crazy story. We also do our Hobby Addicts, which we record after our main podcast when we just kind of talk about whatever's on our mind and give you an update on, you know, whatever's whatever, whatever we're thinking about or have going on at that particular time. But that's eight exclusive podcasts a month at, a, at aaapodcast.com forward slash join. So get it there. Also on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AAA podcast. We recently punched through a thousand people that are talking on there. So if you need to have, if you want to talk to other people just like you, that's a great place to do it. It's a very active board on Facebook. So head over there as well. How are you guys doing? What do you guys have going on? I just got back from Nashville, actually. Um, So yeah, I I apologize that I'm a little bit underprepared for this episode. I actually did my selections this morning at nice. 5 a.m. sitting on my first flight. Mm. I did a combination of my previous selection techniques. So I did go through and read all the synopsises and looked at trailers and all that stuff to kind of pick what would be in my top 15. And then I just sorted those by the most viewers oh, on my anime list. So I, I did a combination of the two. I usually I'm usually really good and watch all the trailers, but this totally was one of those times where it was chosen off of picture and synopsis. Yeah. And we'll see what I get. I also had a lot of help from some of a couple of listeners that, you know, kind of just I was like, What what do you guys think is good? And they kind of pointed me in the direction of a few, you know, shows. So it was good. I think I got a good I got a good uh, selection. All right, so why don't we kick this thing off? What do you guys say? Let's do it. Let's, let's get, do it. Let's get this crazy ride rolling. <laughs> Does anybody know where in Dragon Ball Z Vegeta does that? No. The Big Bang Attack? Well, specifically <laughs> that clip. I don't know when he's fighting Cell. I, I'm not quite sure actually. I thought it was. <laughs> I, I th- it I might. <laughs> I thought it was when he blows up Android 19, the the big chubby Android. Mm. But I'm not quite. He rips his arms off, right? Then he blows him up. Remember, if you recall. Oh yeah, yeah. So. For our Big Bang this week, we have a good one. Japan's Top Character Awards. The Character Brand Licensing Association of Japan, also known as the CBLA, acknowledges Japan's best brands and characters from the prior year. This is the ninth year that they've done this award. And a lot, and for the most part, it has to do with, with anime and video game properties. This year, the top prize went to the Pokemon franchise for successfully capturing... Squirtle? 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 Nope. Dang it. Except for successfully integrating and capturing significant portions of the adult market with their launch of Pokemon Go. The adult market. The adult market, yeah. Yeah. So specifically, they were impressed that there were so many people from different generations playing the game. Old people... The adults, little kids, teenagers, yeah. people of all ages playing this I mean, game. Pokemon's been out for 
what, 25 years or something like that? When did the first Pokemon come out? Uh, it's early 90s. Yeah, something like that. It's a scary thought, though. Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> so Pokemon Go took the top award, but there are other awards as well. They also acknowledge the Japan Grand Prize for New Face, the New Face Award, which I guess is a new property, went to Yuri on Ice. But I wrote down that I kind of feel like they awarded them for the wrong reasons. They said yeah. for taking an unusual topic like figure skating and making it and making it popular with audiences. Yeah, that's not quite like, what Yuri on Ice is about. So yeah, I mean that's not really was that that wasn't really the point of Yuri on Ice. No, I mean I, I suppose on like the most surface level, yes. But I think I'd like to think it was a little bit more than just that. You've seen Yuri on Ice, Jackie, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts on that are, but I, I mean, I, I, I was a little disappointed with Yuri on Ice because it didn't um, it didn't directly say one thing or another. It just kind of hinted well, at it very strongly the entire show. I mean, I think it kind of did. But also the the original and, and you weren't there for this review, but mm. the original creator of Yuri on Ice actually went on record right. saying like which which. But she kind of like chickened out. Like during, like making the show. I feel like yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm gonna call it here. She chickened out. Ooh. She didn't directly throwing some shade. Like she 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 didn't. She. she I mean I I don't know the lady. I'm sure she's a wonderful person, but and maybe it was the studio or something like that. But they weren't courageous enough to actually just say it. You know. Say what? That the two characters are gay. Well, okay, but you don't outright say two characters are heterosexual. No, no. But if they're in a relationship. It would be commented on, you know, or there would be something significant and not like they never solidify anything. It's always just hinted at slightly, but like there's never like there are in in anime. There are like confessions of love and there are. I wanted a bit more, but I was happy. So with what we got when it came to your eye and ice, like I I felt I felt like it pushed something. I just think that I (laughs) I feel like there was no acknowledgement of that. And I I don't know. Japan's not very. uh, they're not in. They're not in a very progressive place yet, and I could see a lot of people that watch Yuri on Ice noticing that, and, be, and I noticed it, and I didn't even mm. watch Yuri on Ice. Mm. So I, I think it's a really good show, though. I really liked it. I mean, regardless of how good it is, the fact is that a lot of people would say, "Oh, well, they totally ignored the like the social commentary aspect of it." Best, anyway, that's part of the show. Anyway, King JJ. The uh, the licensing agency award went to Detective Conan for breaking its rec- its sales records in theaters every year with its new films. And lastly, the license award grand prize went to the juggernaut Marvel for its aggressive approach to expanding into new markets and appealing to its core outside of its core audience of fans. Hmm. Wait, what? Hold on. License award grand prix went went to, to Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. How? Probably because they've been expanding into the Japanese market and capturing aspects of the Japanese market that previously didn't give a shit about Marvel and now they do. You know, it's funny you should say that. Why, because why? there is a show coming out this season by Marvel. By Marvel. Oh. And it's an anime. Well, if any of the last... Uh, I think like, it's Avengers. Well, if any of the last 10 Marvel shows... I think shows, it's the second season of Avengers. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, there's also another show coming out this very season that's another creation of Stan Lee, who is like one of the, you know, like the godfather of Marvel. Yeah. And, you know, since leaving... Since Marvel was bought out and all that stuff by Disney, he kind of like doesn't have the rights to any of his characters. So he's been making new characters. And one of his new characters is in a... In, season is in this season as an anime so that's interesting prepare for trouble make it double shut Shut up up. (laughs) you haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here that's honestly one of my favorite drops we're we're halfway through 2017 
And oh, as wow. such, they have determined what the top selling Blu-rays are for the first half of the year. They're still selling Blu-rays? They're still selling them. So, and it's not a super interesting list, I will say, unfortunately. But if you look at, I, I have a link on the document, but it's a it's a list that is heavily littered with uh, with just a couple of different properties. We have the documents. So it's almost like no one's buying anything other than these specific shows. So, and and I believe that this is for the Japanese market only. It is. It, this is the, this is the Japanese market. Okay. So, Love Live Sunshine appears on the on the top ten list three times. Oh at, boy. At number one, number five, and number seven, with volumes seven, five, and six respectively. So there okay. you go. There's three of them, and there are some Disney films on here. I believe they're Disney. Finding Dory. Finding Dory is, is that- on here. Um, and then there's a couple other animated movies. Zootopia is on here. Is, is Zootopia Disney? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I think that was, I think that was uh, Dream, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Let, let's just say Western animated movies. Yeah. There's a few of these. Zootopia came in at number nine. Finding I'm Do- wrong. It's Disney. Finding Dory came in at number six. And then The Secret Life of Pets came in at number two. So I heard that movie was awful. Well, Japan loves their cute pets and stuff. And then, um, a little bit surprising to me because of how frequently it's on this list, Yuri on Ice was, yeah. is number 12, number 11, number 10, number 8, number 4, and number 3. So, so pretty much the entire top 10 is either Yuri on Ice or Love Live. Love Live and or... And then a couple of Disney movies. A couple of Disney movies, yeah. That's and, insane. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, that considering that six, Yuri on Ice is not that long... And that's six Blu-ray volumes. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much literally every, that's, two episodes of Blu-ray. It's probably every volume is what it is. Yeah. So, the interesting thing is that the the highest selling on the list was number six at, at number three, and and as as a person Chiaki who sold books in serialization or whatever, mm. you would not think that the sixth volume, the the, the final volume, would be the, the highest first. selling because number five sold literally. 20,000 co- copies less than number six, which mean, which makes me feel and like people are buying the sixth one without having watched the others. Yeah, here's a question. So literally number three and three and four on the list are subsequently volume six and volume one. So the final volume sold about 1,200 more units than the first volume. So there are 1,200 people who didn't buy the first volume, but they bought the last one. Well, so that's total sales, right? That's yeah. not on release. The only other thing I can think of is um, maybe something was packaged in the final volume, like mm. a special OAV, a short, uh, an extended cut of an ending or something like that yeah. that people wanted, where maybe they watched the show on TV mm-hmm. and they didn't really they didn't really want to own it, but they like it enough that they're like, oh, I want that bonus episode yeah. or something. Because a lot of times... Um, the last the last disc of something will have that. And the Yuri on Ice set, I'm pretty sure did. Do you I, remember when like anime was so hard to find in stores that you would just buy whatever volume was there? Yep. Yep. So maybe that <laughs> in the hopes that someday you would find the rest. No, no, no. I think the last Yuri on Ice Blu-ray had um I know it had some more um, skating routines and whatnot that were never seen in the show. Oh, okay. So I I would guess that people were were buying it for that reason, where they don't want to invest in owning the whole series, but they wanted to see that. I have a friend who used to buy, and he might still do it, I don't know, I haven't talked to him in a long long time, but he used to buy video games for consoles that he didn't even own. Like I'm like, why do you have this game, but you don't own the console? That doesn't make any sense. He's like, I don't know, I might buy the console eventually. (laughs) All right, so let's move on. Trivia last week. The answer to the trivia from the prior week was Clonod. 
Oh, no, sorry. This is way out of date. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that the last one? So the answer, the, the trivia right now is name the fruit that is that the characters in the picture are named after. Oh, okay. And the answer was was uh, apple, which in Japanese is, is a dingo. And I think that the character was from Mawadu Penguin Drum. Probably. So there are a number, there are a number, number of people who got this right. Golden Jedi Link, Astrophysics, Icy Rose, Mitsugi's always right. Yeah, okay. I agree with okay. that. <laughs> Nelly1876, Aradius, Al- Ken Alexander, Burning Wolf, Fr- Frigimon Fanatic, hey, level, six, level 70 Arcanine. He leveled up. It was level 69 Arcanine before, and he's now leveled. Oh, that's unfortunate. Nice. He should have stayed at level 69. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> and the winner for the week is Astrophysics. So good job to, uh, to our friend Astrophysics, the... The podcast historian, I archivist. guess. Archivist. The archivist. So now there's... there's Gosh, tri- means you can get it right. Oh, hey, he is thing. right. He's always right. It's the same oh, that's thing. right. So there is new trivia on the website right now, and it's a very oh, my it's a God. super easy one. <laughs> I just looked at it. It's super easy. Every single person living oh. should get this correct. <laughs> and so you should all go to the website and play the trivia because you might win some cool things. You, you never know. You, you just never know. And and it costs you nothing, so have fun with it. All right, now I let's take a let's take a news break. But is in, does anybody else have any uh, other things that they want to say before we get, get down to the meat and bones of the podcast? I love lamp. What what are, is that from? Are what? are you trying to invite me to a party in your pants? Uh, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to push her over a barrel and share the share the fifty states. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so uh, director Hiromasa <laughs> Yonebayashi's first film with Studio Ghibli had what title? We have some Hiromasa Yonebayashi news in the news break, and so it's impertinent. So we'll have that answer when, when we come back, and we're also going to be doing all of our selections for the summer season, so you'll know exactly what we're going to be talking about. Stay tuned, and we'll be back with that in a minute. you anime addicts this is mitsugi and it's time for your anime news break leading us off this time we have some news from ballroom a yokoso also known as welcome to the ballroom the official website for the anime recently announced that the show is going to be streaming on amazon prime video inside and outside of japan the anime is going to have its first episode featured on this service on july 7th so for those of you that have amazon prime video you can watch your welcome to the ballroom Right there in the comfort of your own home, the main show's cast includes a lot of famous voice actors and actresses, including Tatara Fujita, Shizuku Hanaoka, and Kiyoharu, Kiyoharu Hyodo. So for those of you that are looking forward to this show, pick up some Amazon Prime video and you can watch it legit in your living room. Next up, we have some Blu-ray sales rankings from the first half of the 2017 calendar year. There's a lot of Yuri on Ice and Idol shows on this list. Yuri on Ice taking the 10th, 9th, 8th, 4th, and 3rd slot on the list. And Love Love Live Sunshine taking the 7th, 5th, and 1st slots on the list, leaving only room for The Secret Life of Pets in number 2, and also Finding Dory in number 6. 
also Zootopia and number nine. So it looks like it's pretty much Disney animated films, Yuri on Ice, and idol shows for Japan in this 2017 year. Next up, we have a little bit of business news. Aniplex of America announced that they are replacing their previous president of the company, Hideki Goto, with a new president, Shu Nishimoto, and he will take on the role of head of international business development at Aniplex in Tokyo. So this is a pretty big move for a prolific anime company that has supported the anime industry throughout the world. Nishimoto joined Aniplex as a sales manager in 2009. In 2014, he was appointed as Aniplex's California-based subsidiary, Aniplex of America, as vice president of licensing. So this is a pretty big move for that company, and hopefully it'll be a good organizational change. Wrapping us up... We know, a lot of us know Hiromasa Yonebayashi uh, for his work in the Studio Ghibli film The Secret Life of Arietti or The Borrower's Arietti, which was quite a good movie. Well, he has a new movie coming out with a new studio, Studio Ponok, and his upcoming film Mary and the Witch's Flower is in production and looks like it's pretty much almost ready to go. Yonebayashi said that he was talking to Miyazaki, and Miyazaki said that he he told me he told Yonebayashi that he will quote unquote not see the movie. However, he said good job about completing a film that there was some confusion about whether or not the movie would actually be completed. But but Yonebayashi, Suzuki, and Isao Takahata, all the founders of Studio Ghibli, all were all expressed support of Yonebayashi and his work. This was Mitsuki, and this was your first anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Talking about anime is fun. Even though every host of the AAA podcast is super addicted to anime, we do have other hobbies. I write and read a lot of books. Kimiko is a bartender. I love comics, and Mitsugi and I both love sports. And I think we all love video games and movies. That's why we made Hobby Addicts. Yep, they're brand new podcasts about other hobbies we enjoy. If you want to get a new episode of Hobby Addicts every week, head to aaapodcast.com join and select the $5 tier. You'll need to make a membership if you haven't already or don't have one from the forums. But once you do and get yourself signed up, you'll be enjoying all kinds of new content from the AAA podcast. Oh, yeah. Just another day in the church of Mitsugi. Dearest child, <laughs> confide, in me, child. confide in me your sins. I don't know. Is this a sin? I was just going to say boobs don't accidentally fall out, but I have had my boob accidentally fall out of my bra before. Not out of my shirt, but out of my bra. So, I mean, I guess it kind of does happen. I mean, boobs are jiggly. Oh, woeest moe-influenced child. Ye, my boobs are moe Ye have contributed to the moe movement. <laughs> Let these sins be known, and may God have mercy on your soul. Another soul has been saved. Back to this heavenly podcast. And welcome back to the 377th episode of the Anime Acts Anonymous podcast. Good Lord, we are old. Holy moly. We are um, we're probably one of the oldest podcasts Ooh, on the internet. So old. So, we have the trivia from the break. Director Hiromasa Yonebayashi's first film with Studio Ghibli that he directed was what 
I guess like this question is kind of broken because I phrased it wrong. But he mm. directed The Secret World of Adietti. Is the movie that he that was, was what I was gonna responsible say. for? A very good movie. Did really well in the box office in Japan. And um, he's he has a new movie coming out and called uh, what, what is the new movie called? Something something in the in the witch Mary something in the witch. It's with a new studio, so he's not with Ghibli anymore because they well except for the the people that that Miyazaki has on on reserve or whatever for his movie. No one works there. <laughs> anyway, so we are going to do our summer 2017 anime selections. Yes. And as usual, I did mine very sloppily. Actually, I picked mine basically based off of what people, what like, there was a poll last week we talked about mm-hmm. where, where Japanese people voted on what which anime they wanted to see the most. Mm-hmm. And so those were the tops on my list. Yeah, I was like, I, yeah. I, I was like, you might, I was like, we 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 must cover the most popular shows mm, coming out. There's gonna be an issue. Well, your your issue is you're gonna have to live with it. Well, okay. you're gonna you're gonna have to learn how to process that. I, I texted and you a question that, to which yeah, you didn't reply. I, I ignored you on purpose. Okay. And now, and now you know how it feels. All right. What? Okay. Oh, I know oh, how yeah. it feels. Uh, everybody always ignores no. me when I text them. Oh. That is my number one pet peeve. Oh, oh. Except, okay, Mitsuki is the guy. Who will ask you a question via text, and you will answer his question, and he will have a follow and up, it, and then he will forget the entire conversation. And then you, he will have a he will have a follow up conversation, and forget that one too. And you're like, we've talked about this or he'll reply, several times, or he'll reply to text and not pay attention. Mm-hmm. To what the rest of the conversation what the hell and just is start this? a whole new thread. Yes, and it's like, what? what the hell is this? Are you are you literally making fun of me for being old? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, get oh, over come it. on, that's like bread and butter here. Get over it. So Chiaki rolled a two out of twenty, <laughs> and so she got literally she got literally blasted on her. Picks. Although I got my no, first, I like got three really, of my first five, and I mean, you also got your fifteenth pick. So well, have fun with that. Everyone has something terrible. Oh wow. Yeah, so that's Hey, you know what? That 15th pick actually doesn't look that bad. What I will say is that I have the worst picks for sure. But uh and the one and pretty much everybody got what well, got what they wanted. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. Good. Yeah. So why don't we just kick it off? I who wants to do uh, Kimiko's picks because she's not here? I'll do it because I'm a woman. Uh That's how dare you first off. That's sexist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also Interesting. And also you're cool with it? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the the first anime I have here is the seventh one on my list, and it's called Sayuki Reload Blast, which Kazuo will be mad about because it's the third season. Yep, and you probably haven't seen the first two. Yeah, well, you know what? This is the summer season. See, for Sayuki came out like 10 or 15 years ago. Like That came out a long time ago. All right, ago. look, I'm just going to tell you something. Uh-huh. That this is the summer season. Mm-hmm. Summer seasons are always bad. Yeah. Yeah, pretty Historically, much. Historically, yes. yes. <laughs> so, honestly... I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the shows I want to take, and you know you're gonna have to hey, you're, you just gonna you live, you're just gonna live with it. At least okay? none of them are hentai. <laughs> yes, that's true. So this is done by Studio Platinum Vision. As far as I can tell, this is like a new, brand new studio, and the director is Nakano Hideaki, who directed Aoharu X Kikanju or Aoharu oh X God. Machine Gun, which was that I think that was the Water yeah. Gun show. No, it was um, BB Guns. Yeah, BB Guns. BB Guns, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. So the plot of this show is that show is terrible. Priest Genjo Sanzo and companions Cho Hakai, Sha Gojo, and Son Goku maintain Goku? maintain their their westward journey oh, yeah, to stop right. the resurrection of the demon Gyo Mao. Yeah, I, I I forgot the show is about like it's the Chinese um what is that tale of the monkey Roman? king? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it's like super uh, pretty boy. 
As, as the reputation of the Sanzo Iko precedes them, they continue to fight demon assassins at every turn, but they must also deal with increasing tensions within their group in order to defeat a powerful enemy. That was the synopsis of the first season. Mm. This is now the third season of this show. So I watched the trailer, and I'll be honest, it's it, the characters, obviously, they're, they're, they look nice, but the show looks really violent. Mm. There's blood, like, splattering on the screen, blood flying everywhere. They're, they fight with guns, fists, pole arms. Uh, I saw all kinds of weird things. There, they were like vehicles, like jeeps and stuff. So I don't know why they're why Son Goku and his Chinese legend is has jeeps in it, necessarily. But he's but they're there. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not a bad show. I mean, like obviously I can't say what the third season's going to be like, but you know the first season and second season were were fine. What I what I'll tell you, Kazuo, because I know that you're getting you're having some anxiety about doing the third season of the show is that this show isn't going to be very deep and yeah. it's not going to you honestly you're not going to have to have seen it's, it's kind of like a symfo gear right which has the fourth season this this time right it's like th- there's nothing in that show that that would require you to have seen all all of the prior seasons no there just isn't and that's so true. i mean yeah and, that, and that's mostly the case with any show with any anime mm. so yeah that's my first pick okay uh, all right Shockey? So my the first show that I'm going to talk about that was also my 15th choice. And actually, I I was going to put this higher. But again, I was I got the text from Mitsugi that we needed to do picks because I've been traveling for the past like week and a half, mm-hmm. two weeks almost. And I got the, the, the message from Mitsugi that we needed to do picks at like 11 p.m. last night. And I was like, I'm already in bed because mm-hmm. I have to get up at 4 a.m. for a plane Another ride. classic Mitsugi moves. Yeah. <laughs> text you late the night before <laughs> saying I need this in the morning. Um, <laughs> and so I was up late. <laughs> so I get I get on the plane this morning and I'm doing it on my phone, which is part of why I didn't watch any of the PVs or anything. <laughs> so this was actually one of those things that I read it and I was like, oh, how did I miss this one? It sounds pretty cool. Well, I'll just put it in the 15th spot, whatever. It doesn't matter. Actually, and I'm actually kind of cool. I'm yeah. actually kind of glad I got it. So it's it's Princess Principal and the synopsis on our selection sheet has it, it's an original series they have for the genre. So I think it actually is original. And it says the spy action series follow five girls in 19th century London, a city within the Albion Kingdom, divided into east and west by a large wall. So we kind of have like historical retelling, like Berlin Wall esque things going on here. Mm-hmm. The girls serve as undercover spies enrolled as students at the prestigious Queen Mayfair School. The girls make use of their individual abilities to to remain active in the underground world of disguise, espionage, infiltration, and car, I can't scroll, but I think it's car chases or something like that. (laughs) And and I just watched the PV, and it actually looks pretty cool. So, I mean, yeah, it it is like young girls doing like ninja S things, but you know what I thought of when I I read it? I think I know what you thought of. What? Um, Gunslinger Girl. Gunslinger Girl. And that was exactly where my head was at when I read it. I was like, okay, I'll just throw this one on and so I'm kind of glad that I got it and you know I would have put it higher so yeah all right so I guess I'm up next so my uh first pick that I'm gonna go here I had to go pretty deep in my list I had to go all the way down to my sixth choice (laughs) oh you're so spoiled (laughs) um and my sixth that's a hard word to say sixth choice number six was Good job. You worked your way around that one. <laughs> Shokoku no Altair. Um, so I'll read you the plot synopsis of this. Uh, it says here, uh, okay, on my enemy list, uh, 
Tugrel Mahmud is a young Pasha serving on the God. Why did I hate when they put like all these weird words? <laughs> serving on the divan of the Turkey Satocracy. Stratocracy? Stratocracy? Well, you know, a lot of these shows do involve foreign language type stuff. Yeah, so. it's true. Uh, the clouds of war are gathering over his country due to the threat of an aggressive empire. With the Devon split between warmongers and the pacifists, Mamut begins his quest to keep the peace at any cost. As he finds himself deeper and deeper in the politics of the ancient world, new enemies and allies surface. Who will prevail? What will Mamut do if war proves to be inevitable? So... This uh, this show kind of reminds me a lot of um, oh god, what's it called? The show that's like takes place in like Persia and stuff, and it's Arslan Senki. Arsla- yes, Arslan Senki. Thank you. It reminds me a lot of Arslan Senki just from watching the trailer and kind of reading up on it a bit. Um, it does look to be very well animated. Watching the PV, it looks pretty gorgeous. Well, then I don't know how. I'm not sure how it, it reminds you of Arslan Senki because that show it's, was animated like crap. Well. It had its moments, but no, because it's it, as far as like it taking place in like that kind of ancient, you know, Middle Eastern type world and stuff like that. And so um, it looks it looks pretty good. It looks like it's going to be another one of those kind of like epics. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's a good looking show. It's going to be epic or going to be an epic of sorts. And I'm excited for it. Kimiko's picks are hilarious. She definitely so, has a type. Her picks are always hilarious. So Kimiko's six pick, she only had to go six deep, was is the anime Dive. Yeah, I wonder. Ah, Kimiko only had to go six deep because no one else wants to watch this. Uh, I'll have you know, I had Dive. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I was going to Dive was like six or so on mine. Yeah, dive so. was dive was, was eighth on my list. Okay, it was nine. Yeah, it was nine. You know, So basically, you didn't expect to get it at all. No, I figured Kimiko would put it really high, and I'll watch it with her anyway when we do our weekly sleepover um because that's a thing we do Wait, you guys have oh, a weekly so sleepover you we tell have, me that's we have so a week- rude do you want to come i mean i mean i guess fine whatever okay i don't know yeah you can come it's okay. Cool, it's okay. So the series revolves around the Mizuki Diving Club. I work, so. Which is on the verge <laughs> of closing down after having financial troubles. The club's new coach persuades the club's parent company to stay open on one condition. They can find the more club, members. That the club sends <laughs> one of its members to next year's Olympics as part of Japan's okay. Olympic team. I was wrong. Oh, well, there it's, you go. it's basically free, but this diving. time with diving. Yeah, it even has the same like um, font for the yeah. title. No, it's, it's basically free, but with diving. Well, that's creative. It's good to know that Japan's coming up with new ideas all the time. It'll sell figures and keep the industry alive. Speaking of creative, my next pick, and I do not know why I do this to myself, only because, well, here's the thing, right? Oh, please Yes, yes, it is the fourth season of Senki Zesho Symphogear, but I know that in a summer season when most of the shows are not going to really be that appealing, this show will be what it has always been. You know what upsets me the most? What's that? I've watched the first three seasons of this goddamn show. At the very least, <laughs> the show has 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 relatively solid action. Yeah. And in a season that's going to be full of shows that no one cares about, honestly, something like like Symphogear, if it's just as good as it has been the last three seasons, is going to be pretty good relative to other shows that we're going to be that we're going to have. So, Senki Zesho Symphogear AXZ is done by Studio Satellite. It's done. It's directed by Ono Katsumi, who did the past two seasons of Symphogear. And yes, like I said, it is the fourth season of the show. Symphogear is basically like a magical girl show where they transform into with like machine armor and they fire like guns and make crap explode and they'll have like such giant weapons and, and they battle other magical girls and crap explodes and full of action. But really the the reason why people watch this and why it continues to be successful 
is because Nana Mizuki, who despite being like in her mid thirties now, is does. And the, let's face it, by the time a woman is in her mid thirties, she's basically dead. She's she's dead she's to me. A, I'm in Japan. She's a baba for sure. <laughs> Nana Mizuki is. She does. She's doing the opening song as she always does, and she also does the voice for one of the main characters. So this is basically a a Nana Mizuki show. As long as she has a fan base, people are going to keep watching, buying crap from this anime property. And it's not. It can't be that surprising why they keep making more of it. And I've seen all the other seasons, so you know, if I get what I got from last season, I'll be happy. It actually got pretty dark last season. There was some dark stuff going on. So, whatever. Next. All right. My next pick was my number six pick overall. I just watched the PV, and my first thoughts are: Is this a bad flash animation? Um, it's wow. Oh god. Uh, that sounds lovely. Kurione no Akari. And that's C-L-I-O-N-E, so I'm trying to read it based off of the katakana that I saw because I have no other idea how to pronounce that word. The synopsis um, from Anime News Network is the story centers around an illness-stricken, constantly bullied orphan girl named Minori. After one rainy day, she doesn't turn up at school, having been admitted to a hospital in a distant town. Two months pass, and the girl's two school friends, Takashi and Kyoko, receive a mysterious email with no sender listed. The email reveals a summer festival taking place at a nearby town. Dot... Dot, dot. Ellipses. Ellipses. Oh, if, if it looks like an online CG thing, you're probably not passing it. Yeah, it it doesn't look that good, but who knows? Maybe the story will be creative. Maybe the the actual animation will be better than the PV. I don't know, but I I picked it because um, reasons. Reasons. Yeah. But, uh, well, <laughs> God, I hate the summer season. <laughs> All right. Well, and after last season. I mean, yeah, last season was really good. Yeah, well, it's the spring season. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next pick is uh, I had to go five deep. So this is my this is my fifth choice that I had. It is as long as it's not five inches deep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that uh, would be that would be sad for you. Yeah, at a time. Um, it is. <laughs> did you know that the scientists recently did a study on the perf- like the ideal penis size? Oh, uh, there's been so many studies on that. Well, like with 3D printed penises. Let's save it. <laughs> save it for the hentai episode. Save that for the hentai episode. I need to know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay, so the sh- next show I have here is Jikan no Shihaisha. Uh, which is translated to Kronos Ruler, or at least that's what the English name of it is going to be. This is brought to you by the studio um, Project Number 9, who has worked on such hits as Momokun's Sword. (laughs) 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 Oh, Kazuo. God damn it. Keep it going. And uh, Gunslinger Stratos. Oh shit! <laughs> and just a bunch of what in the hell <laughs> did they? They might have a type. Oh no, it's literally. So I expect like lots of titties. Fortunately, the director is um, someone who has worked on literally one other show, which is what? Which is Chaos Dragon. Okay, I don't. I, I don't think I saw that. Uh, it's got a five point eight four on my anime list. <laughs> You're doomed. God, you're doomed. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so yeah, quick synopsis here. It says the story centers on Kronos rulers, those who fight the time-eating demons that appear when people wish they could turn back time. The Kronos rulers fight a time manipulation battle against these demons. That's the entire synopsis right there. So it's about a group of people and magic fights with demons who travel through time maybe 
or something like that. Huh. I, I lost interest at Momokun Sword and <laughs> Momokun Sword Jesus. is where you lost Actually, me. Actually, well. you lost me there. I mean, much. the PV it looks like it's gonna have some interesting fights, maybe. Okay. Well, I mean, you could have said that about Momokun Sword in a trailer. Yeah. So, well, just so you know. You know, whatever. You can't win them all. All right. All right. So Kimiko's next one was her. What pick was this overall? It was her number five pick. Kimiko is also not one who is hurting for her picks this year or this this season, and it is Isekai Shokuro. And this is actually one that I was curious about because I've been loving anime about food. Maybe I'm just hungry right now. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been loving anime about food lately. And this, you know, Shokuro is cooking food. Um, the synopsis from my anime list is at the bottom of a floor at the bottom floor of, of the building with a dog signboard in the shopping district near the office street. There lies a cafeteria called Yoshoku no Nekoya that has an illustration of a cat on the door. It's been open for 50 years and has satisfied various salarymen from nearby offices. Despite it being called a Western cuisine cafeteria, it also provides various other varieties of menus. For people of this certain world, it's their one and only special cafeteria. There is, however, one secret to Nekoya. The, the cafeteria is closed to the public on every Saturday in order to make way for special guests. When a bell rings, customers from different places of birth and races appear who ask for mysterious and delicious dishes. They are actually the same dishes served to the salarymen, but these special guests find them to be more exotic than what they're used, for, they're used to. As the cafeteria aims to serve masterpieces, it is usually referred to as isekai shokudo. I, I thought it sounded interesting just in case it focuses on the... Um, on the whole, you know, cooking the food. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, mm. that's Kimiko's That sounds food. like a show that will probably be uh, episodic one shots. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my next show is... God, my shows this time are, are really not too good. It is Kep, um, Kepeki Danshi Aoyama-kun, which is a show done by TMS Entertainment and Pony Pony Canyon, directed by Kazuya Ichikawa, who directed Shadow Skill and Monster Strike. The okay. handsome young soccer genius named Aoyama is a Japan representative. His play style is cleanliness. Oh. He doesn't tackle and doesn't head the ball. If he's doing a throw-in, he'll only do it if he's wearing gloves. What do they call that when you're afraid of germs? Hy- no, not hypochondriac. I, um, Howard Stern? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, Howie Mandel as well. I thought the trailer looked in, looked decent. It's it had really interesting coloration. All the characters and the characters in it sort of have like a hue to them, which makes them look a little bit unique. I think it might have some sports in it, honestly, but it looks more like a just like a like a like a slice of like comedy type show that'll take place mostly in schools. I, I'm I'm kind of hoping it has some sports because other than the diving show, there really isn't a lot this season for sports. So. That's kind of what I'm hoping for, and that's Kepiki Danshi Aoyama-kun. If you want a comedy show that maybe has some light sports overtones or undertones, whatever you want to say, then you might like that one. Next. All right, so my next one is, to no one's surprise, it was my number four pick, and it's Owari Monogatari Gay, and this is the third season of the Monogatari... 
That's G E. Gay. Kazu and I looked at each other like, what? Gay. G E. It's the third season of the Monogatari series, second half, and it contains the arcs of Mayoi Hell, Hitagi Rendezvous, and Olgi Dark from the Owari Monogatari light novels. Um, this is kind of a, a safe bet for me in this season where I, I know what I'm getting into for the show and I've watched most of the other content surrounding this universe. That's a really interesting take. So, so what you're saying is that if you're going to pick a season, you should probably watch the seasons that came before it <laughs> before you pick that. Honestly, honestly, I have to I have to refresh myself on the Monogatari world and just see if I watch this season immediately before it. But the mm. interesting thing about the world is because it's very character arc, arc focused, the arcs do intertangle with mm-hmm. each other, but each arc is kind of its own focus and character. So it is a series that I've found at least a little more forgiving to drop in and out of, mm. but I'm going to see exactly how much I've missed because I know a couple of things came out that I may or may not have caught. And I don't know if they were like side stories or OVAs or prequels or whatever, because it's mm. a pretty expansive universe at this point. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, next up is my third pick, which is uh, Kakegurui, which um, is um, the, the, the genre for this is mystery, psychological drama, school, and shonen. So it definitely looks to be kind of like mystery or maybe even horror of some sort. But uh, it is brought to you by Studio Mappa, who has worked on. I mean, a lot. I mean, yeah, a lot of and a lot of really good stuff. They're becoming too. they're becoming like a pretty uh, well well known reputable studio. Oh, I mean, God, they've got some. Yeah, they've got some serious hits, especially you know in the past few years. So, Studio Mappa, the director is Hayashi Yuichiro, uh, who has directed, well, he, he's, he co-directed Batman Gotham Knight, which is kind of cool, um, and he also directed uh, Garo, um, the movie, Divine Flame, I don't know, so, okay. but he's worked on a bunch of different things over the years, you know, just not, hasn't done a lot of director work. He actually worked on uh, Badlands Rumble, Trigun. Um, he was the animation director. The on most that. unwatched movie ever for <laughs> so, the hype that that had. Yeah. I, I literally did never, I've never heard a, a person talk about the movie ever really? since Otocon. Well, I just did. Kind well, of. And that's the first. Um, so he's worked on a few different things. He's been around. Uh, the synopsis for the show is Hiyakao. Hiyakao. Private Academy. Okay, that's a school. Uh, an institution for the privileged with a very peculiar curriculum. You see, when you're the sons and daughters of the wealthiest and, uh, of the wealthy, it's not athletic prowess or book smarts that keep you ahead. It's reading your opponents, the art of the deal. Uh, what better way to hone those skills than with a rigorous curriculum of gambling? It's a gambling school. Um, okay. At Hyak. Private Academy. <laughs> Private Academy. The winners live like kings, and the losers are put through the ringer. But when Yumeko Jabami enrolls, she's gonna teach these kids what a high roller really looks like. So it's basically just a, yeah, it's a gambling school. I don't know. Looks interesting. Um, um you know what? I loved One Outs. Yeah, that was a good show. It, yeah, I would not expect that this to be that but it good, like but it, watching the pv though it it looks like 
kind of like a horror show, even though it that's not necessarily one of I mean, mystery is, is one of the um genres here. L- let psychological. Me, let me just say, mm-hmm. Japan knows nothing about gambling. So No. Well, yeah, it's illegal in the whole country. They they literally yeah, play pachinko. Though? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Pachinko is. is kind of gambling. It's kind of like a place where you go to get lung cancer and go deaf, mm-hmm. actually. That's a good point. Uh, and spend, lose lots of money. But So I kind of wonder what they're going to do with this because Japan is like, they don't know what they're doing. They can Google it. It's cool. It. It'll be so cute. Every time I've seen a show about anything to do with gambling or casinos, it's usually like, wow, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It looks interesting. Um, it looks like it's going to be some kind of like maybe even a thriller or something like that. So we'll check it out. AKA Rio Rainbow Gate. Back, throw back to years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> Relive that horror. All right. So Kimiko's next pick was her number fourth pick overall, and that's Hitori Jime, My Hero. And to no one's surprise, the synopsis for this one is story involving Kensuke's brother. Kosuke Oshiba and friend Masashiro Setagawa from Hitorijime Boyfriend. That's it. It sounds like a whole lot of boys love. Damn it, Kimiko. (laughs) So, yeah. That's, I I don't have anything more to say on it. All right. Well, I'm up, I guess. So, this anime that that, that I'm going to talk about next was one of the most look look forward to anime on that Japanese poll. It was like number two or one on one of the polls. And that is Yokai Apartment no Yuga na Nichijo, which I, I don't, I can't oh, translate. Oh, Ghost Apartment. Yeah, I can't translate that like literally, but I think that it's something like your everyday existence in a haunted apartment or something like yeah, it that. Yeah, pretty good. So I watched the trailer for this, and really it, it didn't look very animated. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, <laughs> so the translation, the, okay, there is none. All right. So this is done by Studio... Shin A Animation, whom has done a lot of stuff despite uh, having a name that I didn't recognize. They've done they, they did Sweetness and Lightning, which we liked, and they have done a boatload of Doraemon, a tons of it, and, and and some Shin Chan also. The director is Hashimoto Mitsuo, and his number one credits were Initial D's fifth and last stage, which the final stage, which neither I, I didn't like either of those. So here's the synopsis from my anime list. Inaba Yushi's parents died in his first year of middle school, and he moved in with his relatives. Though they did not, they did care for him. He could tell he was a burden. After he graduated, he happily prepared to move to a high school with a, with a dormitory. Unfortunately, the dormitory burned to the ground before he could move in. Yushi doesn't want to live with his with his begrudging relatives. But it's, but it's rough finding lodging as an orphan student with little money. He finally finds a room in a nice old building, which seems, to be, which, which seems to be too good to be true. The catch is that it is a monster house, a place where humans and supernatural creatures, ghosts, Mononoke, etc., live together. Another high schooler lives there, a cute girl named Akine, and she's completely unfazed by the monsters. In fact, she can't even... Ex- she can even exercise evil spirits. Yushi's high school life just got stranger than he ever bargained for. So my thoughts on the trailer were that I was not was not particularly overwhelmed by the trailer. It didn't strike me as being something that just, it didn't jump out at me as being very, all that great. Then again, granted, it's just the trailer, and it didn't look like it was animated very well, which didn't give me a lot of hope for it. Also, the trailer was really short, so every, every time a noise comes out of my computer monitor because I play something on my laptop, Kazo freaks out. Uh, no, Even I was though like, I muted it within 0. 0.2 seconds. No, I was like, what is that? Where's that coming from? So, I don't know. I don't know. It could be good. 
Japan is looking forward to it. So that's my that's my that's my next pick. All right, my okay. next pick is my number third pick overall, and it's Vatican Kiseki Cholsokan, which is translated to Vatican Miracle Examiner. I put this high because I actually think it's fun to study religion, even though I know Japan doesn't know or very, knows very little about Christian religions. Mm. Um, they know about Buddhism. Oh yeah, they do. They know about it's there. yeah. They know about Shintoism. Um, and that's why I said Christian religions. But um, I know. So, but but I don't know. I thought it could be fun because it sounded it sounded somewhat intriguing. Um, the summary from my anime list is Vatican City, Holy Land of the Catholics. Holy Land, land of, of the, the Catholics. Catholics. Mm. Amidst the land, <laughs> amidst the land, like. Vatican City is not that big, like mm. amidst the land. You could like basically There's, drive a golf ball across it. Yeah. You really could. The vast land of uh, the Vatican. There is an organization that conducts rigorous investigations on claims of miracles from all over the world to ascertain their credibility, which is interesting oh. because such a thing does actually exist in the real Vatican. Oh boy. There is like a committee that- Oh, that's time well spent. Um, <laughs> Oversees <laughs> like miracles and various claims It's a miracle that committee is still in place. Um, the organization is referred to as Seito Noza, or Assembly of Saints. That is not, I think, what the real thing is called. Um, and the priests that belong there are called the Miracle Investigators. Robert Nicholas, which I feel like is like, what's two Western names? Yeah, we need a generic Western name. <laughs> um, an ancient archive and cryptanalysis expert is partnered and good friends with Hiraga Joseph Cole, a genius scientist. Together, the brilliant duo investigates the miracles and uncovers the incidents and, consp- and conspiracies hidden behind them. The only thing that gives me some kind of hope for this sh- show is that it is based off of a light novel mm-hmm. that has 13 volumes and still going. Would you say you have um, faith in this show? I would have. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Leave it to Cosmo. It had... <laughs> It has two manga series, and the television series is already committed to 12 episodes plus an OVA, and it's a mystery, and I feel like we don't get mystery that often, so I'm kind of hoping that it's sort of like a cult academy for every, for anyone who watched that one, mm. which was not amazing, but it was pretty good, yeah. so that's what I'm hoping for, a cult academy with some Jesus. With some Jesus. Let me give you some Jesus. All right, well, next up on my list here is my number two pick, which is... Katsugeki Token Rambu, um, which is based on a card game. Didn't we just have a Token Rambu Hanamaru or something? There it, was, could, it might be a different name. It's probably different. You know what? There is another Token Rambu. So, yeah, I guess this is I guess this is technically a spinoff of that, maybe? Uh-oh, Kazuo's doing what I did. Kind of, but not really. It's not a direct mm. sequel. It's kind of maybe. Uh, Dude, this season has literally hit like half the shows of last season. Yeah, that's true. Half of those are going to be terrible. Yeah. Which leaves you with a very small handful that are good. You're gonna, you gonna you got to pick the sequels. Yeah, that's true. Well, this is uh, made by UFO Table. So, you know, they made some. Oh, well, some... people will love you just for that. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so it's made by UFO Table. It is directed by... Tosh, oh, Shirai Toshiyuki, who hasn't really directed anything else, but he's done a lot of like episode director work on the Fate series and yep. uh, animation director and stuff like that. He's done like key animation on Code Geass. He's worked on quite a few things. It, it doesn't matter that this is a sequel. The fact that it's, that it's UFO Table it's makes a spin-off. people. Yeah, but it's not a it, sequel. Spinoff. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what it is because. 
UFO Tables fan base is ma- is is rabid. Uh, yeah. So you made people very happy. So um, yeah, I'll read you the synopsis here. It actually looks pretty good. Um, it's it's got like a lot of like sword fighting and stuff like that. Uh, it says here the year is 1863. As the tumultuous samurai era is coming to an end, Japan is split between the pro shogunate and the anti shogunate factions. The fate of the world is threatened as an army of historical revisionists are sent from the future to alter the course of history. In order to bring these forces down and protect the real history, two sword warriors, spirits, who are swords brought to life by Saniwa, uh, rush to Edo. Uh, okay, so it's basically the like Meiji Restoration period over Roni Kenshin story. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Except with I'm less realistic. Yeah, so it's two guys serve the same master, confront the invading army, along with a lively gang of other warriors. Um, as the fate of history lies in these heroes' hands, what meets the blade is yet to be uncovered. Ooh. So yeah, it's like this cool uh, old school samurai, but like also time travel-y kind of show. It looks it looks pretty awesome. I'm into it. All right, uh, Chiaki, how about Kimiko? Kimiko's second pick overall was Koi to Uso, which, if I translate that quickly, I would say love and lies. And the synopsis is lies are forbidden and love more so. In the near future, when you turn 16, you are assigned a marriage partner by the government, which, you know, might not be that far off in Japan, given the, you know, birth <laughs> situation. Um, Yukari Nejima is a below average 15 year old, but within, but within him hides a heart burning with passion. Oh, God. In this world in which love is forbidden, what will happen to him? So it's. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he's gonna find love. Yeah, well, on the picture, it's him and two girls. So I'm guessing he like gets assigned one girl and is already in love with another, and is like, I love this girl. But then he starts falling for girl number two. What do they call it when like a board of directors comes together and they have to like kick a guy off the board of directors or something because his inability to rule, uh, or or to you know what I'm talking about? Mm, being fired. No, there's a, there's, a, there's a technical term for Insurrection. it. Insurrection. I I say we we all I have to I have to bring something to the board of directors here. Kimiko's no longer allowed to pick anime. <laughs> <laughs> she has a specific. I actually I actually think she, that this one could be good. I think it <laughs> I think it could be interesting as a, like a character study and whatnot. He, he he she she definitely has a a specific sort of show she likes. Oh. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just say that it's something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are we done with that oh, one? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, that was it. All right. All right. My number one pick is I picked it just because it was. I, we have to cover it because it's like basically the number one show of the season, mm. next to probably along with Fate Apocrypha and Owadi Monogatari, and that's a New Game. Oh, really? That's interesting. Have you seen the first season of New Game? No. Or? But oh. do you know what the show's about? Because I can tell, tell you right now that you don't need to see the first <laughs> season. <laughs> done by Studio Doga Kobo. It directed by Yoshiyuki Fujiwara, who directed New Game Season 1 and Plastic Memories. Since childhood, Aoba Suzukaze has loved the Fairies story game series, particularly the character designs. So when she graduates from high school, it is no surprise that she applies to work at Eagle Jump, the company responsible for making her favorite video game. On her first day, she is excited to learn that she will be making or that she'll be working on a new installment of the series. Fairies Story 3, and even more so under Cole Yagami, who is the lead character designer. So this is, at first glance, it looks like um, Shirobako with video games. Okay. I don't expect that from it, but... So I watched the trailer. It looks a little moe. The characters are... They overreact to everything. You know how how they are. 
like someone will yeah like hug someone and they freak out and wave their arms around like they're dying uh, very pastel colors cute slice of life comedy for sure one of the most anticipated anime of the summer season definitely I think if you if you like the light-hearted slice of life comedies this is probably a top candidate for you this season I expect most people that like that genre will watch this this summer so very very much an anticipated anime from that is a sequel to the last season of New Game. All right, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, so that's my number one pick, New Game, Chiaki. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to make sure this is this is different from from what is my number two pick, and that's Gamers, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Well, that has that's like the same name as an arcade chain in Japan. Okay. Or no, right. or or a video game store, like a software store. Whatever. Whatever. So my number two pick overall was Gamers. The synopsis from anime, my anime list. This story that revolves around certain students and one hobby. I'm going to guess that it's video games. Oh, I was going to say underwater basket weaving. I, you know, my first guess was crochet, mm. but it they just didn't look the type. Mm. Um, Amano Keita is our lonely protagonist who has a passion for gaming and is friends with Ueharu Suk... Uh, uh, Tasku, um, who is secretly a fellow gamer and is someone who believes his life is perfect. We also have Karen Tendo, the club president of the video games club, and Chiaki Hoshinomori, which I was like, all right, it has a Chiaki, I gotta pick it. Gotta do it. Um, Who constantly bickers with Keita. The story is filled with a nonstop sequence of comedy scenes and misunderstandings. Our chaotic romantic comedy begins now. Um, I was actually watching the PV and... Other than the fact that all of the characters I think I'm supposed to believe are like in their 20s and they all look like they're literally seven um, and panty shots, I'm going to go with the, I won't enjoy this. Well, <laughs> now, you know, I was hopeful for video games. All right. Well, you would think that with a title called Gamers, it might be about video games, but wait, wait, this sequence just happened and uh-huh. i feel like i need to show you guys oh, oh, Please do okay. share. Oh, i'm gonna boy. i'm gonna turn my Here ipad around right now okay cute melee girl oh no up no up up hold oh, on i ruined done it goofed. it looks, I, it I looks done. nice yeah yeah well i mean it's kind of like the the super moe girl style she's using her suica card um, i noticed okay yeah so I think it's I think it's coming up here. It's helpful for us if we can actually we look at it. Okay, so I was making sure two girls spin around with a glitter and crap. She's in her around. underwear. Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, that well. that does not surprise me one bit. No, I was expecting much seems, worse than that. Seems actually. normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my number one pick. We're, we're wearing a very boring, lame pair of white panties, which like <laughs> lame. Why even wear those panties? You know they're coming off. <laughs> well. My number one pick is brought to you by A1 Pictures. Oh, okay, good choice. It is directed by Asai Yoshiyuki, who, okay. who also directed Charlotte and has done- A show that was terrible. Yes. Okay, got it. Uh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> he was an episode director on Captain Earth. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's one of your least favorite shows ever. Oh, Holy jeez. Oh God. No. <laughs> oh my God. What have you done? Oh God. Um, but <laughs> the show is. Yeah, but I already ate this <laughs> shit burger. Oh God. Just kidding. This show is like the most. It's like the top show of the season, yeah. probably. The Captain Earth, though, I think still is my lowest rated show. You're scarred my... forever. Yeah. You never recover. Holy balls. Why bother trying? 
It's over. But this show is going to be better. Get a therapist. Because this show is called Fate Apocrypha. Do you have, pay, do you have PTSD? <laughs> I feel like I do. do you, are you having, is that like, is, is, is Captain Earth one of your triggers? Are you having an anxiety attack right now? <laughs> yeah, I can't. Do you want me to hold your hand? The walls are closing in. I can't breathe. All right, ground yourself. Look at something <laughs> in the room. You're okay. You're okay. with friends. Oh, jeez. Oh, you know what? I just looked at my anime list. Captain Earth, not the lowest rated show. There is one below it. By you? Yes. Um... I have one show that I've rated lower than Captain Earth. Oh, oh God. Is it, oh, is it Yurikuma Arashi? No. Uh, is no, it, no, come on. What was that one oh, show? Oh, come on, you hated that one. Y- Yurikuma Arashi is like my fifth lowest score. <laughs> is it Yomushi Petal? Okay. No. What was that one show that we did, that we drank? Oh, is it Garzi's Wing? No. Garzi's Wing is amazing. <laughs> oh, my, come on. <laughs> it's Super Lovers. Oh, oh yeah. I gave Super Whoa. Lovers a one. That's Whoa, fair. Yeah, probably deserved it. That's yeah. Um, so, yeah, the show is Fate Apocrypha, uh, which, of course, if you're most as most of you probably are familiar with the Fate series. So this is um, it uh, takes place in a parallel ward, a world to Fate Stay Night. Um, and yeah, it says here, I'll just, I guess I can kind of skim through the synopsis. The grail mysteriously disappeared oh, God. after the third Holy Grail war, uh, after many years of silence around the same time as the fifth Holy Grail, grail that is hard to say. Fifth Holy Grail war would have, uh, happened. The, that is not a word I can pronounce. It is spelled Y-G-G-D. Yggdrasil? Yggdrasil. Well, it's like Yid, the tree of some holy tree or it's something. It's not Yggdrasil. It's Yig Millennia. Yig Millennia. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, that sounds very meta. A family of Magi openly declares their secession from the Magi Association uh, and declares that they are in possession of the Grail. Oh, shit, son. They stole the Grail. And they're like, come at me, bro. Uh, the association dispatches 50 Magi to retrieve it, and all but one are instantly slaughtered by a mysterious servant. The one remaining ma- uh, Magi manages to activate the reserve system of the Greater Grail, allowing the summoning of 14 servants in total. Blah, blah, oh blah, blah, God. blah. Start <laughs> of the whole Great Holy Grail War. Bravely bought Sir Robbins. from Camelot. The chat, the chat came through for me. Yeah. And informed me that the clip that I watched was mislabeled on YouTube. And that was actually New Game. So that's yours, VTE. Oh, joy. Oh well, yeah. I, I, did you in the in the meantime? Did I have you, no high. I do. I don't exactly have high hopes for it. I picked it because everybody because it was one of the top shows of the season. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Fate Apocrypha. It actually looks seems like it's gonna be pretty cool. I mean, it's about like a war with magi and all this stuff. It's the start of the Holy Grail War. I think it's gonna be good. At, at the very least, it's gonna look really good. It's gonna have some awesome fight scenes and some good music. So I'm in. So, Kimiko's number one pick, that oh, was also man. my number one pick, is Ballroom A Yokosol. Yes. Or Welcome to the Ballroom. I love that you which, guys picked this <laughs> because I will not watch it. I am so excited for, and this will be another one that we watch on our, you know. See, I didn't put this on my over. list because I knew Kimiko was going to get it. So, I'm like, yeah. I'm just not going to put it on my list. I, I, I put it as my number one spot because I'm like, all right. Let's fight over Battle. this. Um, the plot summary is feckless high school student, and this is from, uh, sorry, Anime News Network. Uh, Tatsuhara Fujita wants to be good at something. Anything. anything. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, he's about as average as a slouchy teen can be. The local bullies know this and make it a habit to hit him up for cash. But all that changes when the debonair Kaname Sengoku sends them packing. Sengoku's not the neighborhood watch, though. He's a professional ballroom dancer. And once Satata Fujita gets pulled into the world of ballroom, his life will never be the same. Which I'm like, give me like Yuri on ice, but with ballroom. No oh boy. Oh, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, okay, I'm getting too old for this stuff. I'm too old for this shit. Okay, yeah, but watch this be the literally the best anime this season. Only because it's only because the subject matter what, is meta. What studio is it? Do you know? It's meta. Um, I it doesn't it matter. I'm trying to determine if it doesn't it's gonna be matter. well animated or not. Well, but it I'm doesn't pulled, matter. I'm pulling up. It doesn't up matter. What's your name? It really doesn't. What do you mean it doesn't matter? I'm trying to see if it's going to be like a really well animated dance show with like cool sequences. But its popularity does not matter. The, the animation quality of the anime has, will have nothing to yeah, do with popularity. Yeah, but that's not, popularity. he's not ha- talking it, about it will, popularity. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about my enjoyment of it. It's production IG. Okay. Okay. Um, and I just pulled up the PV and it looks, it looks really well animated. Awesome. Well, then I'm in. So it looks like it has a very cool style to it as well. I love when I don't have to watch a show. I can just kind of relax. I took salsa classes once. Did you? Yeah. Trying to like it was, it was for a girl, basically. Yeah, exactly. The only reason to take ballroom <laughs> dancing ever is to impress a girl. Yeah, if you ever have like a much. Latin girlfriend, mm-hmm. basically just suggest you take ballroom dancing lessons together. Dude, I got it, pretty good yours. at salsa dancing. This is a long time I, ago, though. I don't particularly think that any particular dance style is all that hard to it become, can be become, you, become, if, become a, not like if, a professional. There are those that have no rhythm whatsoever. Well, you got to have rhythm, yeah. But oh, you, Mitsuki, you would find this chick so hot. She yeah. is so your type. Yeah. Do you want to see her? Well, if it's guys dancing with girls, this show won't be popular. It, it Well, it is guys dancing <laughs> with girls, well, but... abandon all hope. Those of you who... Oh, stop. Well, I'm right. She's about to walk out. She's, she's pretty hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. She looked... I mean, you know, she, you know what? Pretty good. I mean, you know. All right, right, right. Recap of our shows. So the shows I have are New Game... Yokai, uh, basically ghost apartment, dead, daily life in a ghost apartment. Kepeki Danshi Aoyama-kun, Senki Zef shows Simpho Gear yet once again. Sayuki Reload Blast. Those are my shows. So my shows are Princess Principal, Kurone no Akari, Owari Monogatari Ge, Vatican Kiseki Chosakan. It's Every G-E. time. It's G-E. Every time you say it, Mitsuki and I look at each other. I feel like I should just say it, pronounce it wrong and be like G. Just to, you know. Um, and gamers. And uh, my picks are Shokoku no Altair, Jikan no Shihaisha, Kakegurui, uh, Katsugeki Token Rambu, and Fate Apocrypha. And Kimiko's shows are Dive, Isekai Shokudo, Hijitorime My Hero, Koi to Uso, and Welcome to the Ballroom. So, what do you guys think will be the best show of the season? Welcome to the Ballroom. Ooh, that's a that's a strong I didn't choice. Say what, I didn't say what, what would be the most popular show of the season. Oh, the most popular show is going to be Fate Apocrypha, of course. Did I stutter? No. no. <laughs> All right. Did I so, which of, let's say which of your shows do you think will be the best? None of them. Which... Uh, Probably Senki's show Simpo Gear, honestly. If oh I'm being God, honest. no! That's honestly what I think. Oh, which that's... of which of my shows I think Awadi Monogatari because it's pretty standard. But if I'm not picking one that has you know a ton of budget and history behind it, yeah, I, you know I'm gonna go with Princess Principal. I feel like that could be a sleeper. I don't mm, know. 
I'm so I'm gonna say I think of my picks, Fate Apocrypha is definitely gonna be the best. I think as far as the one that's not so obvious, I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna go in on Shokoku no Altair. I think that's gonna be good. If if I had to pick for Kimiko, I would say Welcome to the Ballroom and probably Koito Uso. All yeah. right. Well, there you have it. Those are the those are the anime that that we're gonna be doing impressions on in the coming weeks. So once these shows have three episodes out, we will start telling you what we think about them. And that's pretty much how our system works for those of you that don't uh, follow, haven't followed the show before. And then, and then we, 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 we pass and fail them, and we try to pick the best eight out of 20 shows that we cover. Mm. So the goal is to try to select the best shows for you so you make sure that you're watching things that are good. You know what I realized, though? No one has made an abyss, and that show looks really good. Well. That's too bad. You can't win. We can't win them all. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna take a news break, and when we come back, we have a review on Fune Wo Amu, and we have our we have some mailbags to read for you guys. So stay tuned, and we'll be back after the news break. Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi, and yep, you guessed it, it's time for your anime news break. Well, leading us off, most of us, in fact, it should be all of us by now, know of the Starbucks company that sells coffee and has about 10 million locations around the world, that's hyperbolic. However, there are areas in Kyoto in Japan that are considered historical districts, including Ninenzaka, which is a pedestrian-only street that is preserved as it has been for over 100 years. There are no power lines overhead or no cars, and Starbucks thus has no location at this place until now. They have they have placed a location inside of a 100-year-old building in the district that blends in quite well with the area with only a blue awning hanging in the doorway to indicate that it is indeed a coffee shop. There is a back garden with an impressive wash basin that people that are drinking their coffee can enjoy. So good on Starbucks for integrating into the area and not disturbing the, the original cultural appeal, but a little bit strange that they would allow Starbucks to put itself in such a place in the first place. Next up, Daisuke, the service that streams anime, has announced that this month they are going to be discontinuing quite a number of anime titles from their service, which include a lot of Mobile Suit Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam 00, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed and Seed Destiny, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, Turn A Gundam, and also other shows including Rewrites, Ara Battler Dunbine, Heavy Metal L Gaim, Gal Guy Gar, B Project Coldul, Ambitious, and a number of others. So for those of you that have Anime Daisuke and you wanted to watch these Gundam shows, you better jump on it right now because after this month they will no longer be available for your viewing. Next up, Anime Network Online is going to be ceasing its streaming service on August 20th. The Anime Network Online transferred these assets into the new streaming service, H High Dive, which launched its beta on Tuesday. High Dive currently offers ad-supported free memberships and English dubs, exclusive titles, etc. Membership will cost $4 a month, but for those of you that have Anime Network's website and their online service, they're going to be ceasing the streaming service on August 20th, so you might want to take advantage of that while you can before the service is discontinued. And rounding us out, an animator, Hiroyuki 
Yohori Uchi has revealed on his Twitter account that he is going to be working on the fourth season of Yomushi Pedal, which has not been officially announced, so I guess this would count as a leak. The story of Yomushi Pedal revolves around a high school club, Shohoku High School, that loves to participate in battle in local cycling events, including the lovable Sakamichi Onoda, who is an otaku at the school but finds that he has a talent for cycling and leads the team to glory. So... There is a fourth season of Yomushi Pedal coming. Whether they wanted us to know about that or not, I do not know, but this animator has leaked it. So for those of you that are fans of the series, rejoice. There is more coming. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast. can I use your laptop? Yeah, sure. Here you go. Oh my gosh. Wait, what? What did you see? I can explain. Huh? Uh, 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 I mean, nothing. Wait, what were you looking at? Tea. Just tea? Not just any tea. It's Sakura tea on JList.com. Oh, oh boy. Wait, why are you freaking out over tea? What else in life does one freak out over? Where do I start? Hmm. This is actually pretty cool. The flower blooms in your cup with hot water. Isn't it? I knew JList.com had all kinds of fun snacks, but I didn't know they had tea. So, you gonna buy it? You bet your sweet tea bag I am. But only after I look at the other cool teas and snacks on JList.com and their non-adult mirror site, JBox.com. Watch me work it. I feel like it's the late 90s. <laughs> and, um, watch me work it. Please. Working a twerk. Oh, God. That, that, oh, God. <laughs> Let's well, go Mitsuki, back to the podcast. Mitsuki is oddly good at twerking. Like, Even when sitting on a chair. That's, he that's he probably good. practices. Nope. I just have, I just have very flexible muscles, so I can mm-hmm. get down there. Well, there you go. If you know, get all down there. If the podcasting thing doesn't work out, you can always uh, be a stripper. I could probably be. I could, I could be a male stripper. Mm. I contemplated it when I was young. I was like, so, <laughs> the um, we have a five star review for you guys, as we always do. If you would like to leave us a five star review, you can help us continue to be by leaps and bounds the most highly reviewed anime podcast in the world. We could be, which the is greatest. awesome, the greatest of all time. I, I only have all of you to thank for that. It's not us. It's you. So, thank you so much for for. Taking the time to write reviews for us, it does help. Oh, yeah. I mean, when, when, when people pick their anime, when, when someone's selecting an anime podcast to try to listen to, they definitely look at the reviews and they go, wow, 330 reviews. That podcast is legit. So we, I do thank you so ah, much. Joke's on them. Yeah, joke's on them. So this, this review is written by Shivan Bear. Who, who would like to read this one? I'll read it. Go for it. It says, one of only two anime podcasts I listen to. Oh. I wonder who the other cheating is. Cheating on us. Others have production issues, or the hosts forget that they're supposed to be speaking to an audience. The AAA crew... It's kind of important. Yeah, that's true. The AAA crew produces a show each week reliably, and production quality is high. They are very knowledgeable about both anime and Japan, and I find the shows to be very useful as I search for the best anime to watch. If you are looking for an anime podcast to listen to, you must try this one. 
Thank you. That was that was actually pretty nice. Yeah, that was, yeah. You I know do. what? I wonder what the other podcast is. That's a good question. Hmm. AWO. We're gonna guess it. We have a lot of AWO over, overlap. Yeah, yeah, but they don't put out episodes that often. Yeah, yeah but they, they become relatively listen. infrequent. Hmm. All right, so we're doing a review on Fune Oamu, which I have no idea who picked this show. Initially. That was me. Oh, well, it'll be yes. you then. So why don't you lead us off? So Fune Wamu, I picked the show because it is an adult drama. Um, the other reason why I picked this show is because it has kind of this really cool, you know, franchise, if you will, around it. Um, Fune Wamu, also called The Great Passage, as it's stylized in English, um, is a originally based off of a best-selling novel by Shion Miura. Um it was the novel was then adapted into a live action film in 2013, um, and that film won several awards, including the Academy Prize for Picture of the Year, um, as well as several other nominations. It was selected as the Japanese en- entry for Best Foreign Language Film at the 86 Academy Awards, but wasn't nominated. So, um, you know, you have you have a best selling novel mm-hmm. behind it. You have a a, a highly acclaimed movie behind it and then this anime comes out and it is a uh, Noitamina anime which yes. as we kind of know are usually sort of the usually sort of the quirky offbeat anime that that are kind of breaking the mold or yeah. doing things isn't the Noitamina block like super late at night yeah it's, it's super late at night and, <laughs> and nobody watches it mostly for women <laughs> yeah mostly for women and it's kind of known for do like Taking on some more experimental shows. Yes. Um, so what is the show about? So this show is 11 episodes long and it follows. This is the other reason why I picked it. I love that. It yeah. um, it follows a dictionary editor. So in the first episode, we meet Mitsuya Majime, um, who works at a publishing company, Genju Shobos, and he works in their sales department and he absolutely sucks at his job. But he ends up meeting another salesman who recognizes his love for words. Was he a salesman? The other guy? I don't think so. Um, I think he was. I think he, he worked in the dictionary department, but he was like involved in sales and relationships. Yeah, he did like their PR or something. Yeah, like, that. like, he, like he was kind of their business guy. Like everyone else in the dictionary department was not someone that you wanted to have yeah. interacting with people. <laughs> so I feel like he was the guy who went and collected manuscripts yeah. and he was the guy who sold it to the higher ups in the company. Right. And like, so I feel like, I feel like, um, he was the face of the yeah, department. Yeah, this this guy was kind of the face of the department and I'm trying I'm trying to look up his name because I suck with names. Um but his name uh is Masahi Nishioka. And so Nishioka one day sees Majime completely like botching a botching sales a sales job. Yeah. And pulls him aside and is like, "Hey, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick, but let me give you some pointers here." Mm-hmm. And notices Majime's uh admiration for words like he'll just kind of go off and he'll be like huh it's interesting you use that word that way there's different ways you can mean it and Nishioka finds out from the other people who are involved which are Matsumoto uh, Tomosuke who is the guy who is behind the Great Passage the dictionary that that they're trying to make that's the older guy and um, I'm trying to remember the name of the younger guy but I don't know why it's not coming up. Um, well, oh, Ara- Araki Kohei. Okay. And those are the other two guys, and they're looking for fresh blood, a new editor, yes. because they're both... The one guy is is fairly oh, old. Yeah, the, the, the older gentleman has been there for a very long time, and he kind of works part-time, even though he does oversee the department for the most part. 
and the the second in command guy is actually looking to kind of leave because he has a sick wife and he needs to be with her more. I I think it's it's the older guy who has the sick wife. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it's the other way around, but okay. Because he because he's looking for his replacement. Okay. Well, I thought yeah, he, I he thought, is. He's I thought, for his replacement. I thought the the second in command guy was looking for his for his own replacement. It, it does not matter. No, the second in command guy was looking helping the oh, older to guy replace the older to guy. replace the oh. older guy, and it was someone that he would have to work with gotcha. closely. Either way, they find Majime, and Majime gets pulled onto the dictionary team, and it's about his work as an editor. Meanwhile, you know he's he's totally socially awkward. Yes, and he's. But but in a way that's very realistic, it's not com- like it is comical sometimes mm-hmm. the situations he gets himself into. But it doesn't none of the comedy or or moments of misunderstanding or awkwardness feel like awkward for awkwardness sake. It feels like they're all they're all they all fit well with his character. Yeah. He's he's like a shut in kind of nerdy guy who just like loses himself in his books and he doesn't really deal with people. And so, yeah, he's he has he has a hard time just dealing with people. Yeah, and one really good example is he lives at um, the kind of apartment-ish building that he lives in is Mm -hmm. run by an elderly woman and her granddaughter comes back because she gets a job working as a chef and that's Kaguya Hayashi. Yeah. And, um, of course, he falls, (laughs) Majime falls in love with her and he ends up writing her a love letter. letter, Which is like a novel. Which is like a novel, which, okay, honestly. It has like Chinese characters in it. Yeah, it it has like kanji that no one uses or understands yeah. and he ends up it's actually really adorable because he asks Nishioka to read it and Nishioka is like, like what <laughs> what is this but ultimately you know does the bro thing and is like no this you wrote this from the heart give mm-hmm. it give it to her um and and so it, she reads the letter and she ends up kind of being like yeah, I don't know what this is I think I understand it but it isn't until he's like well I gave you that love letter and she was like oh it's a love letter okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for confirming that um but but again, it's not it doesn't come off as this, like anime stupid hijinks. Will they won't they mm-hmm. like it really seems like someone who and and maybe, OK, in the interest of full transparency, maybe for me, I like that. it's because I relate so hard to this character. Sure, it's hard to it because <laughs> there's there's so many times that. I'm trying to express myself and mm-hmm. I'm like, if I could just write this down, mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier for me. Yeah. And when I do write it down, it's it's oftentimes flowery and poetic and purple prose and, and ridiculous. And but that's I, why I just stopped expressing myself. Solves <laughs> <laughs> no, all the problems. Kazuo, no. <laughs> um, but the character felt very real to me and the mm. misunderstanding that was there. I think the other thing that helped is that it was resolved very quickly. Like mm. it was within the span of an episode that they ended up getting together. He wrote the love letter, he gave it to her. And by the end of the next episode, he had specified it as a love letter. She had reread it yeah. and she was like, I want to be with you too. Uh, I will say super unrealistic that she's going to be interested in him. <laughs> like first off, they never have any interaction because he's a complete like shut in and won't even he's a, look at her. He's a grass eater. So yeah, he he won't even look at her, let alone talk to her. And then he writes her this super long, creepy letter <laughs> that she gets. So you have to imagine she's getting a letter from a guy that she's never really talked to and has just met. Although I'm going to put it, like, I'm, I'm going to put it in I contrast. Like I like you. I'm going to put it in contrast and say, you know, she's she's presented as being like probably in her early 30s. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, maybe. Late 20s, yeah. early 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Um, so she's yeah. desperate to get married. Yeah, she's so she's so like, I'll take she, it. She looks 25, so she's really 55. So mm-hmm. in by Japan standards, if you're single by the time you're in your 30s, mm-hmm. and, and, this, and this, oh, this anime does take place, the setting of the anime does take place, I get the feeling in like the 1990s is kind of the vibe the I get. The first half of it. Yeah. It does a like a 13 year time jump. Yeah. Through. And so, you know, it was definitely that way a lot more. And and even the grandmother talks about how weird it is that the woman wants to become a chef and she's so driven by her career. Well, she wants to eventually, I think, own her own restaurant. Yeah. And so, and so you know, all of those things, I actually look at it and see it you know, from what I know culturally of Japan, and I'm not trying to pass judgment on this, just, you know, again, from what I know and what I've experienced and what I've heard, mm-hmm. I almost see it as like a, she doesn't have many prospects type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I realize she's very beautiful. Yeah. That's always something but, to start off a relationship with. So <laughs> I can't, well, I know. well, you know, I'm not, I can't really get anybody, so I'll just settle. You gotta but, get them when they're desperate, bro. That's the only way. Oh my God. But I also, <laughs> I also see it as, and the other characters say this too about them as a couple, is that they're both completely consumed with by their yeah, passion absolutely. and their work and that's kind of where they find equ- their equals and I don't know I actually I love that relationship between them I really do yeah I think it makes sense I think it was just a little rushed in a way because they had just met and again she hadn't spoken to him almost at all like whenever he would see her in the hall he would just run away and to be that forward without even knowing someone that can come off as ultra creepy. Well, I will I will say this. The the only other thing I can say in its defense is that the anime does cover a lot of time mm-hmm. and I get the impression that there there are stated large time skips. But yeah. there's also there's also between episodes we'll jump seasons and whatnot. Yeah, that's so, true. So maybe there was more to it than what and, and they did go on that date where they went to like the fair kind of yeah the grandmother kind of like was like, like you guys should go together. <laughs> like, man uh, if you man if you Good old grandma. He didn't kiss. It up. He didn't kiss her, right? I mean, I, I would assume eventually they kissed. No, I'm not on the Ferris wheel. Oh no. no, 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 man! If a girl's willing to like walk down, take the time to go down the street, walk, mm. walk into the train, go to the Ferris wheel, pay that ridiculous price to go on that stupid Ferris wheel, which is ridiculous, costs mm. like thirty bucks a person. Get on the Ferris wheel, sit in there with you, dude. She's interested. Wait, you, what? Oh, I gotta go, guys, dude. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> if you if you go all the way around that Ferris wheel twice mm-hmm. for like a half an hour, yeah, and she's in there with you by your by by yourselves, uh-huh. and you don't kiss that girl, she's disappointed. I, you know, yeah. All I can imagine is Sebastian singing. That's exactly oh what I was God, thinking yes. of. I was like, oh my God, it is some Sebastian. La, 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 like, don't be the shy. There's like an elevator pitch, right? You, you, we've all heard of the elevator pitch. Or a Ferris pitch. wheel pitch. Right, I'm getting to that. Okay, you, but, but but you've heard of the elevator pitch. Yeah, you have like a, you have like ten seconds. Right. This is the Ferris wheel pitch. You've got a long time. Express that you were interested in the girl mm-hmm. and just give her a kiss. It's not a big deal. You got 30 minutes. Well, I mean, you have, yeah. I mean, if you're bold she, enough, if you're bold enough to get on. She's got to want to receive that kiss. Don't just, I just give it to her. I just explained to you. Yeah. If she's going to take a whole day, spend all that money to get on the Ferris wheel. Right. Get in there with just you. Ride that thing around. Mm-hmm. She's, she's open to it. Yeah. Well, would, she'd be leading you on for sure, mm-hmm. by the way. Kiss, a kiss is nothing. Kiss the girl. I'm not saying I'm not saying let's make babies on the Ferris wheel. I'm just saying, okay. you know. Um, in any case, <laughs> anyway, that, that that that's just so anime. Like you know, when they get on the Ferris wheel, I, I actually skipped over that scene because mm. I'm like, well, they're not going to do anything, and I was right. I don't know. I 
see, I even like scenes like that in this anime where I felt like it was it was nice, interesting anecdotes for the characters. And again, I also feel like there's an element of time passage to the show that you that you have to just sort of I mean, the great passage. It's mm. in the name too. And and time and life mirrors yes. that great passage. This show is about like more than just the concept of like writing a dictionary, which is when I initially started it, I was like, oh God, this is going to be the most boring show on earth because it's like, who cares about some guy writing a dictionary? It's actually that, really fascinating, like, isn't like, it? it? Yeah, but like when you're thinking about the concept, you're like, this has got yeah. to be the most boring concept ever imagined. It's like, hey, what, you know, we can write a show about somebody writing something. Oh, cool. Are they a novelist or are they, you know, doing something really interesting? No, they're writing a dictionary. You're like, holy crap, that's boring. <laughs> but yeah, what, yeah what, that's how I felt. But what you realize, though, as you as as you continue with the show is that it's not it's not about writing a dictionary. It's the dictionary is an um, an allegory. Is that the word? Well, for, yeah, it's an allegory for life. Well, and, is that and the that's, word I'm looking for? And that's, that, yeah, that's kind of what I was. That's kind of what I was getting at. Where the dictionary is called the Great Passage, and the creator's vision behind it is that words are the things that you know connect us to each mm-hmm. other and transport us into the future. But I also see that that title and that meaning being, as you aptly put, the allegory for the great passage of time. Yeah. And and they kind of hit that the nose on the head on that at the end. There's a conversation at the end where they talk about how, you know, things things continue perpetually yes. beyond them and things are continuing to evolve. And even, you know, they they've worked hard on a dictionary, but mm-hmm. eventually there'll be a new one. It's a, it's a, it's it's like this this the stream of time and how you you're born into it and you die in it but it's been there before you and will continue after you yeah and all you can do is hope to have a part in progressing it and that's really what it was all about it's like this is about time and about what it is to exist and to not just like exist but to to have a part yeah in you know in and and to to and have find an, your meaning yeah to find your meaning and to have an effect and to have that effect that you leave on the world continue even after you're gone I will I will say that I think that this is this is a true slice of life show. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the romance is minimal. Like if you're watching this for the romance, yeah, it is yeah. it is not it is a true slice of life show. The characters are great. I actually I actually thought that um, Nishioka's character, oh, who's yeah. the assistant, he's he's one of my favorite characters yeah, in all yeah, of anime. Same. He's incredible. The same. <laughs> um, and so and he all of the characters have growth. Um, Again, the, the the time moving thing is something you have to get a little used to, mm-hmm. but I actually think it works well because they're able to really the story they want to tell. They need to move through time to tell yeah, it. They don't. Um, they I don't think they they tell you as like you're you're not as aware of the time skips as you sh- should be. So I think maybe they do mm-hmm. a slightly poor job of and that was one thing that. I would say because yeah. yeah, there is a point where it literally is a thirteen year jump, and you're like. Oh, he looks really tired. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. They're aging him up. He's always 13 years older. Well, that was actually the <laughs> other thing that I was going to say. One is the time skips. And two is having watched this show coming off the back of um, Nakugo, I thought Nakugo really set the bar for how to age characters. Because I watch kind of these two shows that are dramas, you know, character studies back to back that follow characters aging through a span of, uh, you know, 30 to 50 years, let's mm-hmm. say, um, which I, Fune Wamo is a shorter period of time, yeah, but, yeah. but aging over a substantial, a couple decades at least. Mm-hmm. And the great passage 
did an incredible job of aging the characters. The mm-hmm. characters markedly looked older as was appropriate for various thresholds of life. I mean, yeah. even even the the main um, Rakugo performer, um, whose name escapes me, and I hate myself for that. Um, their, names were kind of, their names were kind of tough in that show. Yeah, um, but even the main Rakugo performer... By the time the the way that they animated him and the way that his seiyu, his voice actor, voice acted him at the end, you knew that this was a frail old man. Yeah. But 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 to the style of his character, the the voice acting, the way his character moved, mm-hmm. the words he said, like they did an incredible job of aging that character. Whereas in Fune Wo Amu, mm-hmm. I think Fune Wo'amu is a perfect example of how hard it is to age characters yeah. in an animated medium. True. And and I think having back-to-back an anime that did it really well versus an anime that kind of fell into the pitfalls of, to what you were saying, oh, he has lines by his eyes. I guess he's supposed to be old now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, I guess if you really consider he went from like being 20-something to 30-something, it's like that's not a huge difference in appearance especially for like a Japanese person like they look pretty much the same <laughs> but you know so I can understand that it's like well it's not like they're it's 50 years later and he's an old yeah. man now it's just you know maybe a decade or so but you know so th- there was that one th- the oldest of them who even though he did look pretty much the same like his he his voice definitely changed yeah as he got a lot older they, they made a good effort but but again I I think I'm I'm having a hard time commending them too much. Yeah. Just because I came off, I think, what is the best example of aging an animated character mm-hmm. I've ever seen? Um, Can I be honest? Yes. You were bored. We I know. was so bored watching this show. Like, I I get it. Like, oh, it's a more cerebral show. The show's not for everyone. I yeah. mean, yeah. I'm in, like, and, I, and I'm the sort of guy that actually usually likes shows like this mm-hmm. because I liked Genwa showed, uh, Showa Rakugo Shinju. And, and there have been past shows that have been literal, literally just like a cerebral sort of journey. And I usually commend those anime, right? Mm-hmm. But this show didn't have any like moments of, what is the word? Tension. Tension. There was no tension. There was no point in the show that had any kind of, as, as I'll say, like there was no climax. There was no like peak moment. There, At least Showa Gendoku had moments of, like wow, something really destructive is going to happen in this person's life. There's a really, or, or like even the performances were moments of tension. I I this think the most tension actually came around Nishioka's character around mm. the middle of the show. Yeah, I think that well, was and the also, point of most tension. Yeah, and, and involving his character, the fact that they were pretty much like the the public the publication company didn't give a crap about the dictionary department. Yeah, and was you know, on the verge of shutting it down. And I think that was where a lot of the tension came from and they had to kind of sort that That's out. That's the tension? Well, I think yeah, the tension is also... when they're going to, like, uh, shut down your department and everybody's going to lose their job. That's a bit of tension. And also, you know, this is kind of adding to that. This is this one man's life work and life vision and yeah. will it happen? What Will they see it through? Sure, especially towards and, the end there. Yeah, and so... But it's, the, but it's not just what the tension would be. It's how they present the tension. Mm. Like, you can say, oh, they're going to shut the department down this guy's life's works at risk. That's fine. Like those are, those are, those are conflicts in the show, but present them in a way that makes them affect the viewer. Right. Like I watched that thing and they're like, Oh, we're going to transfer you to another department, another department. I felt nothing. Really? I was very emotionally invested at yeah. that point. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Great. I think maybe you just weren't in uh, like the, the headspace that you were in when watching the show might not have been 
like the best to, to be able to enjoy it as much because I, I think it's certainly yeah. as I said it's not for everyone and it's it's if you're in a certain place in your life and if you're it, it, it can definitely affect you a lot like I'll tell you straight up at the very end I cried like not like I teared up like I cried because you know um I don't know if we want to get to like spoilers really but uh, maybe maybe just we're, we're doing pretty well so, yeah because this is like a major spoiler but um it doesn't feel, it doesn't the feel main like event at the end the main that, event at the end it doesn't seem like this is a show that really requires us to give spoilers that's right. how I feel at least. Yeah. So the main event at the very end when it was, you know, they were trying to accomplish a certain task within a certain time limit. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah. And that hit me super hard because, you know, like just for personal stuff, like in my own life, achieving certain things and not being able to share it with certain people because the time ran out and it was like, and I started like crying and I'm like, try not to get emotional now as I talk about it. But like that hit me super hard. And so I think that can affect people as well if they're going through similar things. See, for me, I, I definitely, and as I said before, I related to the main character so hard and I related, mm-hmm. it's it's the publishing industry. I mean, I've never written a dictionary. I've never edited for a dictionary. I have no aspirations to, but it's still publishing. It's what I do. Yeah. And, and the idea of these people toiling silently for years <laughs> over words, like that is my life. Right. And so- I really related hard to that. And I actually, I showed it to um, one of my best friends. He was in town and um, I, I'm like, I'm I'm following the show. I want to watch this episode. And he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. And he actually asked to go back. And it was like the fourth or fifth episode. And he actually asked to go back and watch the other ones mm-hmm. and, and kept asking about the show if there would be a new episode while he was there because he related to the awkwardness of the main character. <laughs> he didn't relate on a professional level, kind of like I did, and, yeah. and, a, and a mental level of how you know the main character processed things, but he related to it on a that feeling of otherness mm-hmm. while still knowing you have a purpose. Right. Like still being driven for something, still having a goal, still knowing that you're like made to do something, and yet you still kind of feel you're still the odd man out sort of thing. And that was something that hit him really hard. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is this is me. I relate so much to this character mm-hmm. and that feeling. Um, and so I feel like because it is uh, a very true slice of life, and to me, to Keith's point, there's no like very dramatic moments of tension or whatnot. Um, I mean, there is tension, I would argue, but but it's not like Nakugo, I guess you could say, where it had the performances and some, you know, other really heightened moments of of out of out of the normal realm of the average person's life level of tension. Um, I think it is a show that that demands you to be profoundly invested in the characters for one reason or another. And if you can't achieve that, then mm. it's going to be hard to find yeah, it might to not, really enjoy might it. Not be for you. And let me just be clear. It's like, I feel like this anime, the, the por- the proportion of people that are going to enjoy this show is very tiny. Um, even for me as a person who, who can watch, like I'm not asking for gunfights here. I'm really not. Okay. I'm asking for intricate. I'm asking for. I'm asking for interestingly crafted cinematography to build tension, or, or maybe it's, or maybe it's um, dialogue that that builds momentum and sort of creates chaos in the moment. Like this show didn't do any of that for me. None of it. I felt nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll say for like the cinematography and the animation and some like it was gorgeous. Like there were some scenes that yeah. were absolutely beautiful, 
and and it was operating on like different levels. Like there are there are scenes where a lot of them where the main character is standing in water. Yes, and, and, all of that. And it's like and and then there's a moment where he's he's sinking in mud, like the water turns to mud and he's sinking and he's trying to and it's like you could tell it's like um it's an example of of like he's having a panic attack. Like he's he's so mm-hmm. invested in this and he's so terrified of it falling apart and it's so there's a lot of those those moments where they they'll use things like that and there's another scene where uh, he sees everything kind of falling apart around him and like he's in like a white room with words written everywhere in kanji and there, and like a crack break uh, breaks open in the wall and the words start like escaping through the crack kind of like if you were to um like open a window on an airplane or something like that and he's like yeah. desperately trying to like like scratch and 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 close the crack and it just blows out of proportion so it's like there's a lot of like really beautiful but I think it seems like that. I think kind of going back to my point is you have to believe you have to be invested and or relate enough to the character that you believe that that would be a crisis for him, mm-hmm. that 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 idea of he missed a word would be panic inducing. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, then I feel like scenes like that might be lost on you. Yeah. Um. Again, it's not definitely not for everyone. No, it's, no, for it's, sure. it's for a specific set of people who are maybe in a specific place in their life. Um, and, and yeah, and, and if you are that person, then you will get a lot out of it. But if not, it just, it just might not be for you. I would, I would actually encourage those of you who listen, who, um, are anime watchers in your late twenties, thirties and older. I, I would actually encourage you to give this show a watch because I feel like, I feel like very few anime mm-hmm. is made for adults with adult themes in them. Like, I think a lot of anime is made for adults. I'm not saying that it isn't. But I feel like this anime is across the board a very mature show. Like, I don't think, and I don't want to sound condescending to younger viewers who might love it because that's really not my intention. And I'm not trying to say that someone who's 17 can't profoundly enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's something that speaks to people who have been in a company, who have kind of had that first job, who have gone through different life kind of landmarks. Yeah. And and this show speaks to that. And we don't get that a lot in anime. We just don't get those later life landmarks a lot. A lot of times it's the high school and, you know, maybe college kind of thing. But mm-hmm. we don't get the here characters in their late 20s and early 30s yeah. in the professional well, world. Well, yeah, and then that who are trying to find themselves and figure out who they are and yeah. what they want, what their place is in life. And, you know, and, and pursuing that and per, yeah, pursuing that and also dealing with mortality, like dealing with the idea that you, so, things end yeah, and you'll, and things can take a very long time and they can seem pointless because of that. But there, you know, realizing there is a point, even though it will end, like that you, you accomplish something. Yeah, you you're part of this greater th- this this grand experiment that we all share in called life. Exactly. Um and and I would say again not to I'm really trying not to insult any younger listeners, but if you are one of those like 17 late teens early 20s that watch this and if you love it, that's awesome and I would actually challenge you watch it again when you are oh, in your late 20s, 30s and, you know, a decade from now. And let us know because we'll still be podcasting <laughs> um, if, if and how your opinion changes of this show. But um, one other thing I want to mention before we score is um, 
I just want to mention, the author in me has to mention this. Um, the original novel that the anime is based on, the movie that the live action movie that came before it is based on, um, the anime that all of that is based on actually was released in English on June 1st. Um, it is on Amazon, and probably because Amazon Strike was the the which is their anime streaming service now. Right. Um, was the show was the um, the channel that you know had this streaming? But the Great Passage, if you go on Amazon, you can search for it. It is four ninety nine. Um, right as of right now, Amazon does fluctuate prices. They sometimes offer deals. It's four ninety nine to buy it. It's on Kindle Unlimited. If you have that, it's kind of like a Netflix for books, which means you can read it free if you um, pay for that subscription. Mm. Um, there is a paperback that has a list price of $15, but, uh, price right now they're discounting it by about five. It's about $10. Um, that's also qualifies for Amazon prime and it's an audiobook for under 20 and an audio CD. So, um, I, you know, I'm one of those people. I actually, I've bought this book. I haven't read it yet. Hmm. Um, maybe I'll do a hobby addicts after I read it and review it, um, and compare and contrast with the anime. And that would be an interesting topic, I hope. Um, but I'm all about kind of seeing the original source material when you can. And it's not that often that we get Japanese novels translated. So for sure. Let's score it. We're, we're going, we're running way long. All right. I give it a, a solid four and a half. It had some issues with pacing and time jumps, and I wish it gave me a little bit more in a couple places and a little bit less in a couple other places. Um, 4.75 is where my gut is, but I don't want to round up to a five, mm. and so I'm going to go with a four and a half. Very solid. Yeah, I mirror a lot of what your criticisms and sentiments were. However, I fell um, more with a like on, on a four out of five, so that's what I'm going to give it. I was very bored. Um, I feel like a, a score that I would give is maybe more reflective of what the the other eighty percent of anime watchers that see. I don't know. You're making that face. But I think like, you're overestimating in, the number of people a, that would agree with you. I don't think so. In a world, in I a mean, wor- we can look world, at the score that it has on my anime list. You can't, which no, is, you can't do that. Why not? Because people that aren't interested in a show like this aren't going to watch it. It's a okay. bi- that's a big guess. Sure, that's a, and that's why every show on my anime list has an eight or a seven because only people that are interested in the show's premise are going to watch it. So that's why the reviews on my anime list are crap. Okay, in a world dominated by shonen anime and people that want to watch like romance comedies, this mm. show is going to be amazingly boring. Okay, and so I mean, honestly, I don't even want to give it a three, but okay. I I'm going to give it a three because I think that that's. Because I was bored, but that's kind yeah. of how to be fair. How you didn't finish it though, so I didn't. You but missed out a lot. I, I also don't think it was going to do a whole lot more in the, in the two episodes I didn't watch. Uh, kind of after good. after watching nine episodes of it, honestly, there there's not a whole lot the show could do to to swing it around. After I was bored for nine episodes, I don't think that the last two episodes were going to make some magical comeback. I think it's funny how different our tastes are, but that's good. That's that's a good thing. I don't think our tastes are that different at all. I think that we both like Showa Genroku. We both agreed it was a masterpiece. There have been other cerebral shows in the past that we both liked. There was even a show I watched that was about like pottery, like like years back that I liked. But this show Look at just how did- offensive he took that. Well, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think that it, the, the person that's watching Bleach and is loving the new Naruto show and watches, hey. and, and watches, I'm not criticizing these people. The people that watch Bleach and that, yeah. that, are, that are loving My Hero Academia. Yes. And love, Me, basically. And, yeah, but you're not everybody. 
Okay, nobody's everybody. Nobody's everybody. <laughs> but but the person that watches shonen anime because because that because they like yes, fighting me. and stuff aren't going to watch this. They'd be they'd be bored watching it. Okay, so the person that you've concocted in your head isn't going to like it. You can't apply. Yeah, because exactly. I'm the person who watches you Bleach and My Hero Academia. But you can't apply. You, you can't apply yourself to all the people that watch Just anime. As you exactly. Can. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we ask the people in the chat if they loved it? All right. Well, I know. He's I, so he's so committed to being vindicated. Yeah. Like, they've been talking about but MTV you're, but music you're saying, videos the whole but time. What, but what you're saying is exactly like you're saying I can't do that, but you're doing it. I'm saying that I think that that if every single anime <laughs> fan on earth watched this anime, he doesn't even realize it. No, I, I guess I don't. Well, take your three and like it. So there goes your good score. I don't think your score counts because you didn't you finish can't, it. That's the rule of the podcast. You can't score an anime there. unless you finished it. You got. Let's see here. I'll take. I'll take your four, and I'll take your four and a half, and I'll take my three, and we'll divide that by three, and we'll give it a four. Which, which honestly shouldn't make you that upset. I, like yeah, honestly, four. it doesn't. I, I don't care. You're, I just think you're this. Upset. You're I just think right this now. is funny. You're burning right now. <laughs> that, he, that he that he criticizes. That he, yeah, he for, criticizes and you then for doesn't the see that he's doing the exact same thing. <laughs> it's kind of uh, funny. It's really funny. I'm allowed <laughs> to have my opinion. <laughs> yeah, the, yes, course. that's what we yeah. agree. And it's your. But he can opinion. have his opinion, but no one else can. You, I, I included your <laughs> well, score in the. I included your scores in the average. Speaking for everyone's opinions. Right. I included your scores on the average. I bet if you look up the, how many people watch this show, mm-hmm. I bet it's a teeny number because a lot of people looked at it and they went, fuck no, not interested. Dictionary making. Fart noise. <laughs> I bet you anything. I'm going to look it up. 15,000 people. All right. That's a really small number. 15,000 people? Yeah. Where did you look that up? On my anime list. 15,000 users. 15,000 users. I scored All right. it. All right. So a now 7. let's look 7. up My Hero Academia. Oh my god! Right. You mean the most popular show? Can, give me another. <laughs> give me another shonen show. Anything? I don't uh, pick what? one that's like not My Hero Academia. Hunter Hunter. Sh- sure, I don't. All right, Hunter X Hunter. Let's see. Let's just have fun with it. This is, well, it's this definitely going to be way more. This uh, is fun. Hunter X Hunter. Three hundred thousand yeah. scores because the people because the because the two hundred eighty five thousand people that watch mm-hmm. Hunter Hunter looked at looked at Fune Oamu and said. Oh, that sounds boring. You know I'm, not, I'm not you raise, arguing that that's it doesn't all I'm have saying. good commer- I, big commercial I, I'm appeal. just saying I'm trying to represent the, the other people that, that you know wouldn't what? like this That anime. is a great point. And, and with that point, I guess we can all agree that Gintama is the greatest anime of all time because the most people have watched it. Yeah. And they that's all scored not, high. That's not the That's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Gintama, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right, better, Gintama. Than, better than anything Miyazaki's ever done. It's time for an almighty <laughs> anime mailbag. Good Lord. Do your dance. Anime. I'm just using your logic. Anime. You, you, he anime. really is. Mailbag. I love how we still do the dance as we're yeah, talking. as we're talking. We can't not do the dance. <laughs> I don't even know what my hands are doing when that music comes on. Oh my god! If you would like to, if you would like to to submit a mailbag, we haven't even been updating the reviews on the website, so I don't even know why we give scores. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. I know why we do. So if you want, if you want to submit a mailbag on the website, you can do it at www.aapodcast.com. We're actually less than two months behind right now, which is pretty impressive. We're Not like bad. we're like on fire. Is that good or bad though? Does that mean that people are no longer writing us? We're still writing mailbags. We're just <laughs> we're doing we're doing a lot per show, and we have a mailbag show once in a while, and 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 we've been doing non like relevant to- mail, mailbags on hentai and after parties. That's true. All right, so. The Creepster writes, for those of you who, who work out, what character would any of you like to work out with? That was the first question. This Ippo. Actually, he actually submitted three. Ippo, for sure. Or anybody from Hajime no Ippo. 
would be dope to box with. Yeah, Epo Epo would be pretty cool. Um, I want to say like Vegeta or Ippo's something. Way but... smaller than us though, so that would be a little. You know, he's, yeah, he's like he's yeah he fights at um I think at one twenty six flyweight. He still beat my ass though. I want to say like Vegeta or something, but I don't think Vegeta would tolerate me. He'd be so impatient. I He'd would be like, shut up! You haven't <laughs> said one. <laughs> you weakling. I would pick uh, Jerry or Mickey from Utana because they're both fencers, and that was my sport in high school. Um, and I would like to learn from people who are better than me or um, Kenshin because Dope. to learn kendo and sword. Like I'm all about learning sword play. So or you know guts if he could teach me how to lift a sword that big. I, <laughs> I guess I'll say Master Roshi because because oh, he's dude. used to training little kids that aren't that powerful. And you guys can both perv out together. Yeah, and he'd be, yeah, and when we're not working out, he'd be like looking at like like nudie <laughs> magazines and stuff. So I'll you should that. cosplay Master Roshi. All right. So, oh my God, why hasn't that happened all right, yet? All right. For those of you who drink. And who who would who would you like to drink with, either at a bar or a drinking game, but or or as a drinking game buddy? Uh, Jet from Cowboy Bebop. Nobody, I don't drink. Um. Oh shit, Jet from Cowboy. Can can I say Faye from Cowboy Bebop, and we all end up sure. at the same bar Dude, together? That would be awesome. Yeah. Right. Kimiko can bring Spike. Okay. For, for those of you who enjoy <laughs> relaxing, Ed. in what ways <laughs> in what ways do you like relaxing, and who would you ask to do it with? In what ways do I like relaxing? For those of you who enjoy, who doesn't enjoy relaxing? That's I kind of my relaxing. Question. It's the worst. Um, uh, that's a good question. I would, I would pick um, Moe Girl from Gosick because she lives in a library. I forget her name, um, but she lives in a library and she's really well read. I would pick Faye from Cowboy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Certain type of relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> we can relax in the onsen. Um, <laughs> I really don't know, honestly. Let's see. What well, what do I do to relax? I like playing piano. I I, don't, I guess uh, I would say Kosei Adima because he's a pianist, but he's such a like a he's got so many problems. I would Although say, at the end, he's pretty. He grew a lot. Um, I would say pretty much anybody from. Yeah. Okay. I'll say Kosei. Why not? Screw it. All right. Next mailbag. Sure. Jackie. All right, so the next mailbag comes from Spensaw, and they write, Hey, AAA, my question is, what do you think of the practice in anime lately to have almost completely different animation on the Blu-ray releases, usually of a much higher quality versus the TV release? Example I can think of are Dragon Ball Super and Puella Magi Madoka Magica. For a good laugh, look at the comparison for... Mekakuch City actors. Thanks for answering and keeping my addiction strong. I think it's a terrible idea. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's like... I know why they do it. For one, you're selling your Blu-rays based on what people have already seen on TV. So if you're putting your worst foot forward, that's just, exactly. a, that's just a dumb business move. That's like... I mean, I think they do it because they want to kind of coerce people into buying the high quality. But it's like, if, you're, if, if your show is good and the quality is good, people will want to own it on disc because they like it and they think it's worth owning. So that you shouldn't have to coerce them into doing that. I don't really get it. So yeah, I'm actually looking at the video <laughs> that he mentioned, which is the uh, comparison between the Blu-ray and the live, or you know, the uh, anime that aired. So I'm sure it's ridiculous. Holy balls, it's ridiculous. All right, next mailbag. All right, uh, next mailbag comes from Kimba Lionheart. It says, "Gun to the head. If you were made to write down a name on a kiss note." Who would you choose to spend the rest of your life with? Cosmo's mom. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Oh, 
man, that's a really good question. Um, hold on, hold on. Don't pull the trigger yet. Let's think about it. Who would I pick? All of the listeners. Oh my gosh. Aww. That's so cute. <laughs> All right, next mailbag is from Yotodi Vegeta. He says, simple question, have any of the co-hosts subscribed to Anime Strike? If not, would would the decision be much easier if it didn't involve subscribing to Amazon Prime? I'm going to strike. I'm um, striking strike. I subscribed to watch Fune Wo Amu. Yeah. Um, and, then and then I unsubscribed. unsubscribed. Yep, um, same. I... Honestly, it would be much easier if Crunchyroll just didn't have the monopoly right now on anime w- streaming. Why would it be easier? I think it would be better if they did because then you wouldn't have to buy a bunch of different subscriptions to watch well, your shows. Well, well, what I mean is that I I already I love Amazon. Mm-hmm. I get everything through Amazon. Um, I subscribing to Amazon Prime is not a big deal for yeah, me. But Amazon because, Video sucks, like on mobile devices or anything like that. Well, I mean, if they built it out more, but I'm saying like if they just got Crunchyroll's catalog and put it into Amazon, I'd be okay with it. See, I have the other way around. I, I, Crunchyroll and Funimation already had a really good thing going, and then Amazon Strike comes in and just ruins it. And I like don't splinters think they've the, ruined it. Yeah, they splintered the market. They, I mean, they don't now have, I have that to, many licenses. Yeah, but they, have, but they have a couple of good shows that I want to watch. So now I have to pay for a whole different subscription just yeah. to watch my shows. I agree with Cosmo. I think there's too many damn video services. Yeah, everybody has one now. I'd love to see Netflix just buy like four of these companies and just defragment. I mean, like Crunchyroll and Funimation was perfect because it's like if you want your subs, you watch Crunchyroll. If you want your dubs, you watch Funimation. You're all set. I'm not even talking about anime. I'm talking well, about there's Hulu. Pretty much all I watch is anime. Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, Crunchyroll. Um, what there's like f- at least three more video services. Everybody's got one. Yeah, everybody has one. E- even companies well, that also, have no business being a video streamer. The fact that you have to subscribe to Amazon Prime just to get access to Amazon Strike is the dumbest thing ever. So you have your. I mean, you could already be spending thirty to forty dollars on video streaming services if you wanted before you even get to the anime, and mm-hmm. then even anime is fragmented. Yeah, I mean, there's anime on Netflix. There's anime, anime strike, anime online. There's like, um, anime network online has one. There's oh. um, for a while Funimation had one. I mean, give Funimation me a, has, yeah. give I me mean, a break. I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's kind of weird, but I pretty much only watch anime nowadays. Like every now and then I'll watch. Uh, I not even know. I don't watch any like live action shows. It, or it, if you were to bu- if you were to budget out like your if you were to say oh I can spend twenty bucks a month on streaming services which I think is plenty. Yeah, that's three services and you probably won't use them that much. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna pick Anime Strike. No, you're picking no. Netflix Crunch- and Crunchyroll and Funimation. Netflix and Hulu. No, you're not doing Hulu. Nobody's doing Hulu. Um, <laughs> are you sure? I don't. I don't Hulu use ditched all their anime. Yeah, I'm not talking about for anime. Oh. Oh, I don't use Hulu. I tried it out for like a week and I was like, nah. Well, there's probably like 150 times more people on Hulu than on Crunchyroll. I love Hulu, but mm. only because my big sister and I have this weird like ritual where we watch The Bachelorette and just get immersed in trash oh. TV. Anyway, whatever. Hulu is one of the services that you want that you should get if you're going to cut your cable hmm. and save money on that. I mean, I've never had cable. Well, good for in you. My adult cable life sucks. Next. All right. So the final one is from Kyojin13. And they write, hi, guys, do you think you get more out of watching a long anime 50 plus episodes after it airs or while it's airing? Sometimes my friends think it's better to binge a show in a few weeks instead of the years it takes for a show to finish airing. But maybe that takes away from the anticipation and weekly torture of what happens next. Your thoughts? I think it depends on how you're watching it. Like there are some shows that I will watch week to week with some friends. And it's like this is our kind of thing. It's like when a new episode of, you know, whatever comes out, we'll all get together and watch it. And it's it's a long shonen show, so it's gonna be going on for a while. But yeah, it all depends on how you're watching it, you know. Well, I mean, I think so. Uh, I 
I actually generally like the experience of watching an anime more week to week, unless it has a really tightly packed story mm-hmm. that is, I don't want to forget like the little nuanced details of yeah. it. Like for example, 91 Days, I think would be a better show to binge than to watch week to week like I watched it. Yeah. But I think a lot of times what you find is in those long like 50 plus episode shows, they're like shonen and the plot isn't deeply sophisticated. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to dish shonen. I'm just saying like generally speaking, the plot of a shonen show or any 50 plus episode show mm-hmm. is not like, let's make something really intricate here. Yeah. Um few notable exceptions, but on the whole. So so I actually think a longer show, I if I had to pick one, I would say I would go week to week. Mm-hmm. Um because doing so, you know, enables you to have that anticipation and maybe not get so burnt out. But it entirely depends on the show. Yeah, Some shows are like, sure. you, like you'll, you'll, you'll watch an episode and you're like, oh, I want to watch more. And then others are like, when the new episode comes out the following week, you're like, eh, I don't really feel like watching it. <laughs> another, another way that I like to watch those long 50 plus shows is do like semi binging mm-hmm. where it's, I almost call it like season binging where I'll wait for like six to 12 episodes to be out at a time, binge through that and then wait through for the next six to 12 and then binge through that. True. I don't really watch shows that are this long unless it's something Dragon very, Ball Super. very special, like Dragon Ball. And then other than that, special, yeah, because I love Dragon Ball's characters. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It's special in its own way. Yeah, well, it's special. I mean, I, because because if I, I mean, I, I could watch an eighty episode show, or I could watch, or I could enjoy seven whole stories. Mm. Like I'm getting seven for one. That's true. I mean, you gotta really love that show if it's eighty episodes to justify it. If you, yeah. if you, if you, I mean. If you're like me, mm-hmm. and you just and you barely have time, which to watch everyone it, is apparently. Oh my god, everyone's just Get like over it. <laughs> if, if you're like me and you barely have time to watch anime, period, you're picking and choosing what shows you're watching, and I just don't have time to watch any an 80 episode anime. I mean, it's just not happening. Yeah. So. So there we go. Lots of answers. All right. So thank you for listening. This is the end of the podcast. Yeah. If you would like to to join the anime addicts. Become one of us. And get exclusive content that no one else gets to hear. Exclusive. You can get our hentai episodes, our hobby addicts, and our after parties all available on on aaapodcast.com forward slash join. You'll be helping out the podcast by by contributing to our ability to upgrade our equipment and things like that. And also, you're going to get so much more content from us that you didn't get previously. You you get to hear the naughty things, Mm -hmm. the nerdy things that we like to do outside of anime. The naughty, the nerdy. The nice and, and the miscellaneous craziness and the madra parties. So check that out. And also on the Facebook group, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AAA podcast, awesome. which is grow- still growing. Always growing. Always growing. So the 1,000 plus strong people on there that are talking and enjoying, enjoying each other's company, you can do it on there. Anybody have any closing thoughts? Uh, thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right, we're going to head out to the, to the hentai episode now. So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, don't know what we're doing yet, but I'm sure it'll be great. Enjoy Woo! the summer season. It's going to start by the time we do our next episode. It's so summertime. Summertime. Get your bikinis out or whatever. You're all men. So and I guess swim, swim trunks or whatever. So <laughs> And send Cosmo pictures. Yeah. We'll see you next time. See ya.